0: listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
1: Radio. Greetings and welcome in. It is another Fox Sports Sunday here Fox Sports Radio. 4 hours of auditory brilliance, ready to come your way spanning the world of sports, some entertainment and the quest for the meaning of life. Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard it's been a minute since my man has been on with me here on a Sunday morning. How are you?
2: I am fantastic, man. Yeah, it's given me all the feels. And don't sell us short. Don't say some entertainment, all entertainment, from beginning to end. That's the goal.
1: From pillar to post. It was more the, the entertainment news and pop culture and stuff. where You know, you'll get I'll those references you. in that you should have a sheet of paper because we're going to give you some tips, tricks, and uh, advice as to what you should be watching or staying away from. Uh, as the night uh, rolls into daytime here it's still dark obviously where we are on the west coast mark but uh, so much activity last night I uh, caught up uh, through the night after attending uh, the Garth Brooks show down in San Diego
2: oh is Uh, that where you were yeah lots of fun I knew you were out about okay
1: that's good so a little road trip from Los Angeles went down here's the thing though when you put on your uh a ticket master listing and everything that tells me your show starts at 7. Your ass better be on the stage at 7.10. Not telling me at 7.30. We're waiting for a few more fans to get in. And now maybe Ooh. there might have been some weather concerns, right? Maybe some lightning in the area. There were some current concerns about that stuff. But I'm sitting in a seat. It's like 50 degrees. And I'll tell you. After living out here a dozen plus years in, in L.A. after moving around and being in the Midwest and East Coast, my, my blood's thin. I've gotten soft. So 50 degrees
2: and wind, I don't want to sit there for the extra hour. I just don't. Yeah, that, that's that, first of all, that is pretty weak sauce. That's a bad look when a, a major headline act says... We're waiting for more people to arrive. That's something you know, Mike. I teach on the side. Uh, us media folk, we've got 78 jobs that's at a right. time, and and right. So I teach at the university level, and uh, that's something I'll say to a class getting on Zoom. Uh, if if we're five minutes after the start, we're going to wait for a few more students to arrive. Not if I'm Garth freaking Brooks. Yeah, uh, yeah you 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 got it. You got to give the people what they want. Um, so no opening act. No, no opening. No, act. no way around. This
1: finally came in and, you know, did about two hours. It it ended awkwardly. Everybody looking around because of the song choices going. That was it. That was the end of it. So, you know, but we got out of there
2: fast. I've never heard. I've I've never seen Garth Brooks in person. I've always heard it's a great, great show. Like what you're telling me right now is is uh, maybe Garth has lost his fastball.
1: No, I'll say this. The opening odd, the end odd, the two hours of on stage, killer. Okay. Maybe. okay. The, the, the last Thank time you. I saw him, he spent a lot of time pandering for applause, doing the, all right, this side, this side, whatever. He didn't do a lot of that. He did a lot of songs <laughs> and a lot of, you know, deeper cuts that if you're a longtime fan that you, you caught up with. But then, you know, what I had to do immediately was, all right, any sports that I missed, you know, like a LeBron James act of desperation. Against the Warriors, uh, which we'll get to a bunch over the course of the show. But obviously, the big story in the sporting world was college basketball, which, you know, it's odd to say that, Mark, because we used to talk about college basketball on the airwaves an awful lot during the regular season and prepping. And and now it's the, all right, the road to March Madness, because it begins this week as we talk about conference tournaments and such. But for a moment, it jumped back on the radar with North Carolina and Duke And the final act, the home waving away with, what, 96 former players in attendance and all the group photos, all the pomp and circumstance, all the hand-wringing from a lot of folks about, oh, look how much it costs to get in. It's an event, people. It's an event. It's the last home game. Okay, not that, you know, the lobbying to be somewhere uh, that he wants to go to in the NCAA tournament isn't a thing, but it's the last home game. Yes, it's going to carry a substantial price for it. And ultimately, well, they got got by their longtime rival and Hubert Davis. Uh, A lot of consternation and hand wringing uh, for the effort they put forth in the second half.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting deal, isn't it? And I think it's like a lot of things uh, in life when you get to, and I don't, you know, wh- whatever age you are listening to us, I'm, i am uh, like I would like to say, well into my 40s. No, I, still, well have, no, it's good. Yeah, I yeah. still have a minute or two or 12 before I'm going to turn 50, but I've, I've, I've been 40. I'm a man. I'm 40 for a while now. <laughs> and and when you get to this age, there are just things that in spite of themselves make you feel old. And, and this is one of them because North Carolina, North Carolina and Duke means nothing to my kids. It, 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 it means nothing. Like, you, you have, oh, North Carolina's playing Duke. I had to be reminded of it yesterday. I knew Coach K's final game. But North Carolina, you know, seeing all those players out there on the floor, it, it, it does. It, get, it brings back all of the emotion and yeah. the memories to win North Carolina playing Duke. That used to be, you know, set it aside. Like, that That, that was a matchup. I mean, give me your NFL matchup that would, that would sort of, like, if the Packers are playing the Bears, if the Ravens are playing the Steelers, like, this is, it's a little different than just your your average game, even if it was regular season. When North Carolina played Duke, that was, that was an event. And uh, it's just, it's, it's not like that anymore. And so, to stop down and, and celebrate Coach K, uh it was emotional. It was very cool you're right they they got surprised uh they, they, I think they they went off script and lost by double digits that was a little wonky um but but the other side to it is is you're right like it it, it sort of is something you like a regular season college basketball moment that you just spill into. And regular season college basketball moments don't really exist like that anymore. If it's not late right. March, it doesn't exist. No,
1: and that's it. Like during the regular season, we may highlight, right, Jason Smith and I on the the air here at Fox Sports Radio. If someone has a ridiculous night, right, or a team just gets absolutely throttled, you know, a heavy favorite, then yeah, it gets a notice. It gets a few minutes. But regular season basketball, except for us making fun of uh, or dying a little bit with the losses from Syracuse and Northwestern. It, it kind of gets pushed to the wayside, right? So the fact that we had this event, and unless you were part of the hype machine for it, i.e. television broadcast partners, or you needed to, to fill 24 hours and said, well, this is probably as big as anything. We can't do Aaron Rodgers for 24 straight hours. Uh, you didn't really see a ton about it, right? There wasn't a lot of a lot of push during the week, except, again, to point out, the, the ticket prices and the expectation of all these guys showing up for the game. Now, what would have been quality after a UNC win is if the Tar Heels fans had stormed the court, which we know Mike Krzyzewski <laughs> loathes more than anything else in all of sports. Instead, he's got to answer for an assistant coach who snubbed Hubert Davis. We saw you, Carowell. You ain't getting away with that. The subter right. film <laughs> laid you out. <laughs>
2: Which, by the way, and by the way, like you said, uh, he loathes the uh, storming of the court more than anybody else. Uh, that's why you have to retire. You now, you now, it's, it is a forced deal. If uh, if you hate stuff that young people like, you got to go. Well, because um, that's and, the and other
1: part is they the, the young guys want to get paid, uh, and nil I I think helped uh, hasten the exit.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, you you know, you'd have to get him into a private room with uh with no microphones, which Correct. doesn't exist anymore <laughs> to get that to get that what actual answer. What you saying answer? the walls
1: have ears, Willard? <laughs> yeah, is that what you're I saying? Just, uh yeah,
2: a little bit. Uh it, I mean, if there's not a camera present, then I'm sorry, I, I don't believe it. It's, it's just like the the whole world is on film now. But yeah, that, that I I would imagine, you know, you get to a spot where things are just it's like anybody who gets to that stage in their life, like you just have a hard time understanding what's, what's going on in the world these days, and everybody thinks it's going to hell in a handbasket when you get into your 70s and 80s. That's my experience. Um, and, and, you know, spoiler alert, uh, depending on your perspective, it is or it's not. It, it, it you know just depends on the way you look at it. But I have no doubt. I have no doubt he probably feels like things are a little bit different because they are, especially in that sport.
1: 75 years old, the, the kid from Chicago, the name we never learned to spell – if you were writing a column. I still or can't write, do it. Yeah. I don't. No, you could lay a pile, pile of money. I'd take a guess and, and probably be wrong and, and I'd have to ex- accept the physical challenge uh, on the back end of it. But uh, <laughs> let's hear from Coach K first on the game uh, itself.
3: This isn't part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Let me just say it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable, but the season has been very acceptable. Uh,
1: now that was expertly done because the next line was season's not over yet, right? Yeah. now Everybody's right. fired up and, and, you know, had that moment because it got clipped off to where, oh, here's coach K at his finest admonishing people to be I quiet. Mean, I'm like, wow, people really wanted to make him look bad on the exit here. <laughs>
2: Uh, it, it 's a perfect way actually to end coach k 's cameron indoor run is is him uh being you know the old fart get off my lawn <laughs> like yeah, I know you 're here to celebrate me, but damn it, we lost by double digits and that 's not okay and you could throw the microphone down and walk off, uh yeah, so it got warm and fuzzy at the end by the way we 're still fourth ranked in the nation we 're twenty six and five um but you know that 's coach k till the end um and, and so in a way, when he says that's off script, it was the perfect script, um, which is, you know, w- w- one more time. Let me, let me use the word unacceptable, uh, which is not a word that people like anymore. You know, if a, I mean, do you use that around the house? You use the word, it's like, uh, come on, dad, that's a, a little much. Um, you know, let's talk about this, let's find you know. middle ground. You can't use words like unacceptable. So it's a perfect way for Coach K to finish.
1: Well, see, you know, you've got to have the, they know obviously what, what I do for a living. and in, in your house it's the same which means word choice is very very important uh between my daughters and i so if i use a word like unacceptable they know they've hit an uh, they, they've hit that threshold <laughs> oh. like they know stuff is serious like if we get to that point that whatever they said whatever they did normally it's just related to like my and, and not to you know put you know all sorts of uh, sunshine and rainbows out there generally they're good kids Right. When sometimes there's maybe a, a lack of effort. You know, maybe homework kind of pushed a little bit, so it became rushed <laughs> at the end, or or something like that. Then then we get into the unacceptables. Otherwise, you know, it's it's a pretty easy flowing. Conversation and you know we try to keep the four-letter words to a minimum as
2: well. I mean, don't don't sell yourself short. You're a girl, dad. It is mental gymnastics every single day. It is all about word choice. It is all about emotion. If you use the wrong word, that's it, dad. That's it. Not talking to you for three days. So uh so it's it's uh, it is a hard job, Mike. And uh, I, I want you to give yourself some credit. No, I appreciate that. uh yeah. you know, but sometimes what you just my said was unacceptable. 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 That was un- yeah, that, that was that, unacceptable, absolutely, Mike. Absolutely, you tried correct. to make it sound easy. And- it's not. That's not acceptable. We
1: have a running joke in the house, that, and, and I don't even remember the origin at some at this point. But my my younger daughter doing well in class, but you know she's a soccer stud. She gets a lot of love, and like she goes, you know, I've you've never told me you were proud of me. I'm like, really. Like, because it's a running joke around her friends. Oh, wow. You kind of throw that out. It's like, you know, you, you've really kept that under wraps all this time. I just don't. And, like, she's really good at deadpan humor. So if you're around the wrong folks, all of a sudden they're taking this like it's a really serious and you've got problems. So they had uh, student-led conferences this week, and it became uh, a back and forth. Like, for us, it was pretty quick. She's doing well. You go through the assignments they had. It, a couple of them, they wanted you to grade them. And I know that writing, and, and you know this from teaching, right? Kids don't learn how to write properly anymore. They just don't. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no matter how oh, good gosh. the school district is, no matter how well and affluent an area is, the the concept of being able to write paragraphs and essays is, is a lost art. So like oh, I'm gosh. sitting there with yep. the red pen out, and I'm like, all right, based on the way they grade things here, we're going to be okay. This is fine. If it's me, I'm showing you. And I'm pointing to all the places where I'm like, yeah, this is unnecessary to me. This, is unne- this should be here. <laughs> and she's like, wow. But we finished. And all her friends were freaking out about going, going in there with their parents or whatever. And they're like, Maddie, were you nervous? Like, you've met my dad. You, you met him. There's, there's periods of intensity. And if so, he gets quiet. He doesn't scream, which is the complete opposite of the on-air personality i get it shock it off people uh it's like if i'm quiet then you know something is gone to rise the, the opposite worthless.
2: of the opposite of coach k is what you're saying
1: yeah i mean you might get an unacceptable or the you know the excited utterance to use our law and order parlance but for the most part if dad's gone quiet that's when you have to worry.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So we have Coach K. We, we had him leaving the game. Now we talk about the end game here at Duke. Let's, let's just put a bow on old Coach K here with what he had to say about wrapping up his tenure.
3: We need to fight for Duke. We need to fight for the brotherhood. And we need to fight with all of our might through the remainder of this season. All right. Then I'll be ready to get the hell out of here. All right. <laughs> Right. There
1: you go. I still would have left after that other line. Like, yeah, that was really I, I, the end, end of it. I would have uh, total done, done a WWE mic drop and had some sort of music picked out for my walk-off.
2: No, he, yeah, if he really wanted, I mean, again, it's all about going viral now, right? Like, if sure. he wanted to have this really strike a chord... I think losing by 13 points, he should have just done the first three sentences he did and walked off. I know you're all here for a celebration, but this is unacceptable. Uh, we don't lose games on our home floor in this situation in North Carolina. Uh, it's unacceptable. I'm out. And just drop the mic and leave, and, and at least for a moment. I mean, you saw Garth Brooks last night. Was there an encore? Did he leave and come back? Yeah, he, he, well, what he okay. did was
1: he had, he had the band go off. So he did the bulk he of never the set. Left. He never left. What he did, which was kind of like the inter- intermission, more or less, is he walked around and did acoustically just him singing okay. different songs, which was kind of cool. All right, and then yeah. there was a sign that he's like, "Well, hey, it's a good excuse to bring the band back out." So then they came back out and they did you know that song and then three others after.
2: Okay, do, do you not do you not use the the actual title of that song? What do you mean? When you say he did that song? I don't remember what it was, to be honest. Oh, okay. He did, I thought, you, he did, were, you, know, I thought he, you were referring to low places. Like that's no, no, he had, already, song, he had already right? done that earlier in the He had already set. done that. Okay. And that, And that's okay. why
1: it was interesting in the timing of it all, is that he'd hit all the big ones. So as we were leaving in what seemed like a weird ending to it all, Everybody's like, well, he played
2: all the big ones earlier well, th- in the set, so like, that's so. what I mean. That's what Coach, you know, when you're at a concert and you're yeah. like, are they coming back out? Wait a minute, is that it? Are we leaving? Are we going to the parking lot? Are the lights going to come on? No, They're that's it. Everybody out, right? stood around so, for about three minutes after that I, last I, song. Wait, I, I, I would have loved Coach K to do that. That's Just walk. This is terrible. We <laughs> lost by thirteen. I'm out. And then it was. He's coming back, right? Is he? Is, oh, See? No, the lights came on. Okay, let's go home.
1: The fiery legend of Coach K as he walks off into, well, let's call it what it is, the NCAA tournament. Will it be an
2: historic run? Will it be an early exit? <laughs> Either way, it's great theater I, for all of us. I call it the start of the college basketball season. That's what I call How March that? Madness. There you
1: go. You yeah. double underscore that and put it in italics. He's Mark Willard. I'm Mike Harmon. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Lakers, the Warriors, desperation, desperation, But have we been talking, uh, well, we've talked a lot about one team. Should we talk about the other in the same fashion? We'll talk about that in a moment. But, hey, hiring heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed, whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Lakers, Warriors, next on Fox.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. Welcome back
1: in. It's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Mark Willard with you. Having some fun. Thanks for taking us with you wherever you are heading out on a Sunday or maybe you're just sitting at the kitchen table having your first, second, third cup of coffee. Maybe a mimosa. I don't know what you're working with. Either way, we appreciate you being part of the extended family here at Fox Sports Radio. Get in with the program at Swollen Dome for me at Mark underscore T underscore Willard. And Mark... (laughs) Last night, Lakers, Warriors, and I like that the term desperation is showing up as it should in anything Lakers related. And, and really, when you add to the ambiance of a, a team that has been in the dumps, and let's face it, everybody wants to kick them while they're down, uh, particularly when you've got a LeBron James who you're either on board in goat conversations. We don't do those here. Uh, and all of that, or you're you've you've grown tired of it. It's kind of like Brady towards the end of his New England run, where it's like this guy again. I think for a lot of folks, but for LeBron and the Lakers, you know, there's a little Schadenfreude thing going on. A lot of a- anticipation, expectation, and then once you see Phil Jackson in a suite, it like adds another layer of
2: theater to things. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right, it becomes right. like a
1: Broadway well, production. Of that wait, look up in the box.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, now you're giving me like Susan Waldman, Roger Clemens feels there for yeah, just there a moment. Go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right, right. Phil Nicely Jackson done. is up in, in the Lakers box. No, I, I, I think that that it's always a show like that when it comes to the Lakers. Uh, in fact, sometimes to their detriment, which I'll explain in a second. Um, but I look at last night's game, and you, you can take get one of two ways. I mean obviously there's the the special side to it with LeBron scoring 56 points and you use the word desperation, and they have reached that time. And actually, I think uh, they've also reached acceptance as a fan base, meaning acceptance that this is not going to go where everybody thought it was going to go. Oh, the Lakers will be fine. Wait for them to get healthy. Wait for them to flip a switch. Wait for them... No, it's not going to happen. This is not a team that you're in the playing tournament. Uh, we'll see how they even do or don't get out of that. This is not well, a team that's going to win a championship this year, um, but. The The other side to it is as good as the feeling might be after a game uh, like last night, uh, working and living in the Bay Area. Let me tell you something about the Golden State Warriors right now. That is not the team that you think you beat. Like they're they're losing to almost everyone right now. Two and eight in their last ten. They, their defensive metrics in the first half of the year were absolute number one across the NBA. And now of late, they are one of the worst teams in the NBA. If there were ever a Draymond Green for MVP discussion, (laughs) it was based on last night's game. Like the team uh, is so different when he's on the floor defensively versus not. And I know his fans, we don't watch defense. Give me 56 points from LeBron. We have no idea what the hell's going on, on the other end of the floor all i know is both of those teams are really really bad defensively. oh no there's no really question. really bad they're really bad and so uh it's great that lebron scored 56 but understand that if you're like and he did it against the warriors that's not your december's warriors
1: no and i think that's the larger point for for folks because it's been all lakers Right, which means everybody else that's struggling or having a downturn, they've been able to do so in relative anonymity, at least from a national scale. right? Because as much as folks may bemoan a bit of the, hey, it's more Lakers and LeBron talk, look, we're not idiots. We know what moves the needle. And the whole idea is to get to your passion, whether it's favorable or to get you laughing, pointing. That's the, that's the whole idea of fanaticism. Right, it's not the hey. This team is one in nine in their last ten. Wait, they're in the they're in eighth place, and they don't have a superstar that anybody cares about. That's not a national sports talking, you know, radio television point. Right, we're not going to spend but a blip as the game's in progress or during an update. Otherwise, we move back to where it is and call it low hanging fruit. Call it what you is, what, it, what it is. I mean, when it, you got LeBron James and Steph Curry together, stuff it moves the needle. But to your point, you're up at the Bears, so you're talking this every day. You know, I, I can tell you, for, for Jason and I, we have it anecdotally. but what's the bigger, bigger dumpster fire? it's is Frank Vogel getting fired no when Phil Jackson shows up and you already have all those rumors or whatever it's like is he suddenly going to descend from the rafters like they used to do in WCW with sting and all of a sudden he takes over and we have a coup on the sideline I mean there's so much you know to theater uh that comes and it's the Lakers and tonight we start getting that uh HBO thing right the 80s Lakers will start getting the showtime uh, episodes. People I know that have seen it, Mark, say it's off the chart, and that anybody who was involved is going to be quickly getting to a podium to disavow a lot of behavior and other things that were going on in those lives. I'm roads. sure.
2: I'm <laughs> sure. You know what, though? It, it, it's almost in. The, and I don't want to ring this alarm again because I've been saying this for for a number of years. But the fact that uh, that's hitting it. What what platform did you say it's on? I think is it's, it's on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Okay, HBO Max is doing the Lakers of the 80s. You know who else is doing the Lakers of the 80s? The Lakers front office, because they've been doing it since then. You're um, right. This is their This is their problem. It And, and, and I've never, you know, even in, in all my years working there in L.A., it's really hard to get people to admit this because there's too much of an emotional attachment. The Lakers of the 80s was one of the greatest things that has ever been known in sport and entertainment and pop culture, all of it. It's one of the greatest things ever. But it has to just remain that. You can't keep trying to replicate it. Look at this roster. Look at the roster. You blame Frank Vogel all you want. You can do that all you want. Phil Jackson could come out of the rafters, and their record would again be 28 and 35. He'd because, give them some good reading, but I'll be yeah, honest. You, that, yeah, and, and they probably wouldn't read it. So, I, I, I mean, uh, you, you look at this roster and you realize how amazing it would be if it were seven years ago. You've gotta stop chasing names. You've gotta stop chasing stars when it's too late. Like it's not their 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 stardom is not that anymore. People look at it and go, but they've got LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony. They don't. Those are memories. Okay, they're still they, they still pop every now and again and LeBron will put up a fifty-six. But uh, it's, it's, it's just Carl Anthony. It's not Carmelo Anthony. You know, it's Larry James. It's, it's Ron Westbrook. (laughs) It's a version of their former selves. And as long as you're chasing that in, 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 in hopes of entertainment and pop and all of that, this is going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Well,
1: I Especially think that, if Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, well, that's the larger point because the, the look ahead, if you listen to talking heads and, and read the papers, is hey, this is an easy fix by doing X and Y. I'm going to give you Z and why it doesn't happen in a minute, but first we head over to Isaac Lowencrod, who's got everything trending.
2: In our sporting universe Good morning
0: Mike Good morning Mark Great to talk to you again How you been?
2: Well I've been fantastic my brothers It's good to hear your voice How are you?
0: Likewise And you know I owe Mark a lot Because Mike I'm not sure if you know this But Mark Willard is the one who gave me the nickname ilo
1: he's yep. the one that's where it started yep. did you uh pay him any royalties for every check you earned there gotta go guys yep
0: yep It's kind of what happens what? here when I donuts don't...
2: show up uh willard he does the same thing i'm done <laughs> yeah. and he runs down i home. um i i don't i don't need any cash payment i'm i'm thankful enough For the reference, Uh, Isaac, I can't even place it, but a few years ago, I was driving around listening to you guys, and I felt like someone else sort of at least half took credit for it. All I want is the (gasps) acknowledgement. Yeah. I was like, no, no. We were calling him Ilo in the L.A. Kings press box way before any of this Fox Sports Radio stuff even happened. So this acknowledgement by you, Isaac, it's all I needed. That's it. That's all I needed. I'll
0: be calling the lawyers because you're right. It's a 100% Mark Willard creation in a side note, you want embarrassing Isaac Lohenkron yesteryear stories. Mark Willard is your guy, ladies and gentlemen. So just fi- file that away, Harmon, because I yeah, know the, you can utilize
2: that. Uh... Well, it might go both ways, though, so, you know, that, that those will probably stay in the vault. Actually, it's it, actually
0: it honestly doesn't. I don't remember okay. you doing anything embarrassing. <laughs> you were pretty stellar. Some of the other characters we were mixed up with, uh, that's a different story, as, as, as you know. We will start, indeed, uh, what you guys were talking about. That's our top story. LeBron James 56 points in the Lakers' 124-116 to victory over the Golden State Warriors, who is LeBron James' 13th career 50-point game. And at 37 years and 65 days of age, he's the fourth oldest player in NBA history with a 50-point game. Yet he was not particularly overjoyed after his 56 point performance
3: please everyone be quiet
0: uh sorry guys <laughs> press the wrong button there let me let me try that one again
2: our guys were following me off the floor tonight i'm going to the locker room i asked me how does the field to score 56 i said right now i don't give a damn about the 56 i'm just happy we got a win
0: ah, second Good. sound second sound bite sounded the same as the first one to be honest there was no it's
1: thing. true though i mean that's yeah. look it's great and it's a day and i think that was as you said mark that acceptance not just from fans but also the team but we'll we'll get deeper into that after mm-hmm. ILO finishes with the uh, the rest of the combine 40. Oh, right. And the hand Just measurements kidding. and everything else yeah. like that. Carl Anthony Towns, 36
0: points, 15 rebounds. Timberwolves on a four-game winning streak. They beat Portland 135-121. to The Miami Heat broke the Philadelphia 76ers' five-game winning streak, 99-82. College Hoop Saturday, number four Duke and Mike Krzyzewski's final home game, they lost to North Carolina decisively 94-81. to And we have our first NCAA tournament team. It's Murray State. They became the first team to advance on Saturday with a 71-67 victory over Moorhead State, which is where Phil Sims played his college football, by the way, in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament Championship game. Murray State, by the way, on a 20-game winning streak. Back
1: to the M&Ms, Mike and Mark. There you go. Thanks, Ilo. At Isaac Lowencraft. See you. I- just took it there because now it's out in the the open and it's like like rights-free music we can use it wherever we want liberally because mark said so and that's the end of that uh that's true mark willard with me i'm mike arman it's fox sports sunday here fox sports radio hey if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads then you need indeed because indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place find your next great hire visiting indeed.com slash Credit. Now, the point to be to just punctuate what is, has been this season nobody is going after LeBron James for his individual effort. Okay. He's played some remarkable basketball offensively, defensively, he's not the guy he was. And that's the larger point. Not that Carmelo Anthony ever played defense, but the other guys at one point did. And as a, an organization, you traded it away or got rid of and didn't re sign all of those guys that gave you that effort for Frank Vogel right it's a different roster than it was and what he his specialty is trying to coach and it's not to make excuses for him you you get the best effort you can for your 48 but if you don't have guys that are top-notch defenders it's going to show and we've watched it time and time again and with LeBron James in the 56 closer to Karl Malone and that's fantastic i've argued all along scoring to, you know the the long term uh, all-time scoring thing over Kareem, that, that's priority number one, right? You want to get the wins in the moment. Clearly, you'll take any of them you can, try to stay in the playoffs and stay away from a surging New Orleans Pelican squad, which is strange to say, but there they are. Uh, but it's the, the idea that uh, the, the old Toby Keith line, Mark, I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. You could get a, a big effort like this once in a while. But consistently, sure. man, we've chronicled every moment of Russell Westbrook, right, and what this year has been. And sometimes it's painful to watch.
2: Um, it has been painful to watch very often. And that's a marriage that you can tell sort of got uh, it, it. It just there's the bitter taste in the mouth has already taken over now. And uh, you, you're hearing words about the both sides wanting to figure out uh, an amicable departure after right. this season, which I think uh, you, you're probably going to hear that now every year with Russell whisper well, no matter but, where he is. Sure. We've already been there. But 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 the, the LeBron thing, you know, you. You're 100% right. No one is going to, I hope, no one's going to take what we're saying. This is, it's not directed at LeBron or effort or any of that. He is turning 38 later this year. The NBA once upon a time for a long time was, if LeBron's on your team, you are in or damn close to the NBA finals. That's just all it took. Right. He just had to be on your team. It's not that anymore. I hope everybody can see that. Like, just look, it's not that. They're trying desperately to hang on to the nine seed. Okay? So that's all we're saying. That's all I'm saying at least is all of these guys they are still something. They're just not what they used to be and it it feels like because of name value we're hanging that around their neck. We're expecting them to be exactly what they were at the height of their powers and they're not. They can't be. They're going to be 40 soon. So that's just not the way life works unless your name's Tom Brady of course.
1: Well that's the one. TB12 method and recovery pajamas for everybody but you you know like we marvel at lebron like we do there's there's just it's a strange phenomenon cyborg whatever he is uh that keeps rolling but obviously this concoction if you want to blame lebron you know shadow gm or whatever tag you give him then then fine have that talk about him and rich paul in that regard but when we get to on the court still gives you what what he can and you watch the frustration as it mounts. It's a bad marriage there with, with Russell Westbrook and company. We'll get into you know the next phase a, a little later on in the program. But for, for the rest of this season, look, I, I'd love to see him in the play Mark, only because you get into, and if they can survive and get into a series, I don't know. I'd love to watch LeBron and these guys with a puncher's chance because that's really all it is. But can they swing and make the haymaker? I don't know injuries with some of these other squads congratulations to murray state because it allows us to talk about john morant more uh but it's just that idea of all right if they get into the tournament yeah color me interested no question about it and for the nba you know there's a little bit of hope and prayer but remember they have the second hardest schedule remaining on the nba slate mark
2: Well, right, and if you look at the teams that they're going to be competing with even in that tournament, it's scary. Like, I mean, you said surging New Orleans Pelicans, and you almost said it out of the side of your mouth because that's like a really weird thing to do. It is a weird thing to say. But, you know, just take it from somebody who likes to look at an NBA line or two. If you're not paying all that close of attention, New Orleans has been really, really good oh, lately. yeah, putting up ever since, big points. Yeah, ever since they got C.J. McCollum, it's a squad, which therefore represents a problem for the Lakers. Because Minnesota is also, second half of the season, a squad if you're not paying attention. I don't know if the Clippers will ever get healthy, but if they do, you know, look out. That's not necessarily your normal eight-seed Right now, of those four teams that are sitting in the potential play-in tournament in the West, the Lakers are the fourth best of the, t- of the four. Um, so not only are they in the play-in tournament, I think it's probably pretty unlikely they get out of it.
1: Mark Willard in with me. I'm Mike Harmon. It's Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we start talking a little bit about your national football league and one event That we've already talked about a little bit. When we get into the price and hand-wringing, really set some uh, folks off this week. We'll get into that next year on Fox. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday here. Mike Harmon, Mark Willard with you. Follow Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore T underscore Willard. You hear him in the Bay Area during the week. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. It had been a minute since Mark and I got to say hello on the airwaves. So, I mean, this this is big-time stuff, Willard. I mean, I cut my teeth barking with you. Here on Fox Sports Radio a while well, back, Well, so, you know
2: that's why they did the Coach K thing first. You know they they did that last night. That was the appetizer, the opening act, if you will. Garth Brooks may not have an opening act, but nope. we do. Yeah. And then uh, now for the main course, which is our reunion, uh, Mike. And uh, it's Sunday morning. I'm not there for uh, for donuts with you, but uh, a guy can dream, and and maybe someday soon. Uh, we will have all aspects of our reunion back together.
1: Well, you know, it's the the virtual world that we all now live in, and I everybody's know. gonna. It's the old. Uh, you'll take it from my cold, dead hands uh, for much in the broadcasting <laughs> world, right? Because I mean, especially living out here in Los Angeles, and and you know this up in the Bay Area, you don't want to be on those freeways. <laughs> You no, know, you don't want any no not even
2: well I mean it, it 's amazing though isn 't it what we found what we found and these are the hidden gems of the awful experience that the last two years yeah, right. have been but we we figured out stuff that we can do. Um, like, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'll share this with everybody. Bring everyone behind the curtain for a second. I'm talking to you on a phone app right now. Did you know that? I'm talking know to you it. on a phone app, right? Like, and, and I don't know if that was born out of the pandemic or not, like whoever made this app. But it, it's incredible, right? It's incredible the stuff that we figured out that we can do. Some of it we, we would like to not ever do again. Certainly. Uh, hashtag Zoom school. Uh, but uh, the, we can do it. Uh, we, we, and, and there are some things that have come out of that that, that we're, we're not going to get back.
1: And I will say this. Uh, one, uh, the app thing, I mean, it might have been coming. It, it got hastened. And what it does for us in Sports Talk Radio is now, you know, the guests with bad telephones, you could say, hey, guys, right. here, here's how we make things at least a little <laughs> bit better and brighter uh, to get that, you know, auditory goodness uh, flowing. One of the things that folks are doing, though, is they're spending money to get back. Into things. Like I said, the concert last night, the average price of the Coach K ticket uh, for yesterday's game, Mark, became the subject of a lot of discussion. Why? Because it started getting into Super Bowl ticket territory. Uh, Mm -hmm. And and, it makes perfect sense, right? It's always the, you know, what you're willing to spend for an experience, a meal, whatever it is, uh, you know, your luxury item that you buy, your vacation. And I always laugh in our business when folks start wringing their hands. The average fans, like, that's not an average event, right? It's not in the normal days of UNC and Duke. It certainly is not when Mike Krzyzewski is hanging them up, right? So so to think you were getting in for a couple hundred bucks to me is is ludicrous, right? You got to recognize supply, demand, and what that means to a lot of longtime college basketball fans, not to mention all the wealthy Duke and UNC alums
2: my fear is that there is no such thing as an average event anymore uh, at all like you you're not wrong with what you're saying but take it a step further what about when it is an average event? I think this is a uh, a major piece of the puzzle. When we talk about attendance, we'll see what happens with major league baseball whenever it comes back. I think it's going to have a a hard struggle and and part of the reason a lot of people I know uh it can be Tuesday night with you know Po Dunk U in town and they can't afford it. They just can't afford to go to uh, Chase Center, um, you, you know, crypto, whatever you want to call Staples Center now. Like, they can't afford to do it on, on any given night. Uh, the, the, fan, the fans are getting priced out, and, and the big events even more than the small. Oh, we'll
1: continue this topic, because I'm going to say oh, contraire mon in in a moment so we'll do that in five minutes mark willard in with me mike harman hey hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates in all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com credit buy a ticket to the combine i bet you that'll be cheap next Hey, welcome in. Hour two of the program here. Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon, Mark Willard with you. Thanks for being with us wherever you are. If you're out and about, take us with you. The iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM, Channel 83. You've got your local affiliates all over the country. Thank you, program directors, uh, for letting us be part of your lineup and educating and informing the masses. Uh, And, well, entertaining, of course, uh, as we flow through a Sunday morning here on Fox Sports Radio. Good to have Mark Willard with me in this morning. We're talking all things uh, in the sporting universe, little college buckets to start, Mark. You know, the marquee game with Coach K and salty Coach K, but optimistic Coach K, little LeBron James and the Lakers. And then we ended by getting into... You know, fandom and the price thereof. And one of the events that we've watched, and fortunately for most of us, it's not an option to pay for yet, is the NFL Combine. So, yeah, we've had that in the mix as well. But, I mean, how you feeling? You warmed up, lathered up, and, and ready to, to start yelling part two?
2: Well, I'm always ready to go, and yes, completely warmed up, especially if you're going to talk about what our good friend Rich Ornberger calls the Underwear Olympics. That's it. Please do explain uh, what it is going to cost me to buy a ticket to go watch men in spandex, large men in spandex, get ready to be drafted to play football by doing everything other than play football.
1: Yeah, so I mean, you've got tickets available, and and maybe you know you had to shell out a couple of bucks, but for the most part, you can register and still go for free. You're going to get hit by parking. That's really the the larger thing for me in most sporting events anymore, or most events you go to. Mark, as we get back out and about here in the whatever we're calling this post-COVID. Part one, I think, would be, I guess, the way to say it as we open back up, because it was fun going (laughs) to a restaurant. Well, but I mean, I I guess we're at least getting back into places, you know, and people aren't having to wear masks like here in Los Angeles. Friday was a big deal. I could walk into a restaurant and I could see the waiter and waitress's face, the bartender and the other patrons. You know, not when they're sitting down, but actually walking around and, and not have, being chased down about masking. Like, it was a big <laughs> you, deal. Like, do, it do, it do, is a
2: huge step. No doubt. Do you still tiptoe in a little bit? Because you're still in that phase of, like, I know that I, 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 the law doesn't say I need to do this, but the business might say that yeah. I, I went into a subway two weeks ago, and I just brazenly walked in there with my face. And, and, and that's it I just walked in <laughs> and and I had my face out and uh and and the the young lady behind the counter very kind and she's working hard she's making meatball subs and man that Italian trio like look out there's a lot of different things going on oh. there and she looked at me and she said you know she gave that point to the face and she said please put the mask on and i <laughs> i had I had what what i you know you're in that moment you don't know what to do because you're like I'm not gonna be believe me, I'm not walking in trying to make anybody uncomfortable. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not here for a protest. Like, it's fine. I'm not going to make a big deal out of nothing. But what do you say to a person in that moment, right? She's just working at Subway. Like, I'm not going to like, I don't want to do anything that gives this woman any trouble whatsoever. Um, But there's no sentence you can say to someone in that moment that comes off sounding good. So I just kind of looked at her and I went, Oh, oh, oh! Are you still doing that? And then I turned around and ran back out to my car, and I got I, I, and, and I got a mask. But I even even in that moment, I'm like, gosh, that probably didn't come off very good. Oh, are you still doing that? Like, <laughs> well, but that's how, the response, how, right? If the how, if it, how early 2022 of you to still be doing masks? <laughs> no,
1: it, it is it is that difficult <laughs> proposition. I've still had one in my back pocket, everywhere I've gone, and I start right. to reach for it as I go to a door you don't know like you said every individual business and and place of uh commerce it's different right in some places i've still had to show uh proof of vaccine the last couple days even on friday after some of the stuff they're just like you know what we're going to keep doing it for a little while longer everybody's got it we have no we haven't had any issues in a while i'm like whatever here it is here's the yeah. thing in my wallet move on i i'm not fighting with you you guys are trying to keep your businesses afloat you're trying to uh minimize any kind of issues and and problems uh, around in terms of you know divisiveness I'm all for it hey i got i got no issues but to your point yeah there is that moment of all right is this business do I wear it in and then get the lay of the <laughs> land? Do I, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of folks out there, I mean, you're you're sitting there nodding your head going, yeah, that's kind of it. And depending where you live, you're like, hey, we haven't been doing that for a long, long that's time. Right. But or, in Los or Angeles. We never, or we never did. Or, or right? maybe, yeah. Or, may, or maybe you can never bother. And, and yeah. that, look, to each their own. I'm not judging. We're all trying to to make do and, and get through as best we can.
2: Oh, oh, oh sure we are. We're totally judging. We're just not going to say it out loud. It's fine, yeah. Mike. I mean, that's that's what we do to each other. I love it when people, oh, I'm not just Sure you are. Yes, you are. Well, we're, yeah, we're you do, you do to a point. <laughs>
1: right. well, well, I only do once you've actually been seen someone being asked and the argument begins. Well, I, I you know that—that's the only part was like, the, all right, buddy. The, I mean, it's the rules of engagement, and now, now you're, now you're just kind of being an agitator. So come on.
2: <laughs> this is the world now, though. Like, there's nobody who hasn't had an aunt or an uncle who came out as crazy in the last two years, and you didn't know. You didn't know. Well, you're like, oh, yeah, you might have
1: had leanings, but oh, no, right. You had a
2: thought. You're like, oh, is he crazy? And you're like, yeah, yeah, he is. And then there are the people you're like, I had no idea he was crazy, and and yeah, he's crazy, or just the Like you pointed out, I'm not going to say what's right, wrong or otherwise, but I'll tell you, remember when there was, there was a super spike, not this last Christmas, but the holidays the year before. So this would have been 2020. Remember, we thought we had come out of it. We thought (laughs) we were like, Oh, it's over. And then the holidays, 2020 was like a huge spike. And, uh, and I ended up not on an airplane, but I was on a driving trip and, uh, ended up in a, um, let's say a different state, uh, state of mind and, uh, state on the map. But going from California to Arizona in December of 2020, you try to tell me that that was the same country or even the same planet I'm not believing. No, you you, you, no, brought, was, you that was, crossed I'm that invisible like, line, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> this is you. You go from people looking at you like like well, you need to have your mask on, to a state where if you put your mask on, like what are you doing? Get that thing off. Stop complying with it. I mean, it was it's crazy where you can just go from one county line to the next, and everything <laughs> everything is different. But you know, I mean, we're all dealing with something that no one ever thought they were going to have to deal with. So. No,
1: that's it and you know react in your own way and like everybody does in their own personal lives some folks get quiet and withdrawn others act out uh and lots of folks uh that you know are battling things you'll never have one iota of uh information regarding or or knowledge of so everybody that's going through things. something that's yeah, it that
2: ain't, ain't that the truth and
1: certainly during this you know i had you know two kids that reacted very different to it one head down pushing through the other had had some issues needed that socialization and doing the the zoom calls didn't work but it seems like when we talk about the nfl combine mark you and i uh i've watched some uh the last couple of days i can't say i was truly engaged in a lot of it and and frankly, you know, get a little bit salty when we come on air on Thursday and we're talking about, oh, there were new records set and all of these blistering paces. Mm. Oh, wait, all results unofficial and two to three hours later, we have now corrected those to reflect accurate time. Like, all right, like Chris Alave was going to be suited, you know, like Superman. And all of a sudden, like, all right, back end four three still fast. But, you know, I've seen that before. Right? It's, right. it's not eye popping it over because what really stood out to me when I first watched the video going, oh, wow, four, two, six. It's like he didn't look like he was stressing. Right. The video looks so easy and fluid. It was like totally. wow, four, two, six. Like, uh, <laughs> imagine if he was trying, you know, that kind right. of thing. Right. And then it comes right. out four, three, nine again, still fast. And I marvel at all of it. I mean, I'm I'm a fire plug of a man, uh, and the good Lord uh, stopped me uh, in my genetics. I'm a short man, look like literally a fire plug. I've been laughed at by many an NFL player and Hall of Famer to that end of you know what my uh, shape is. I've got no foot speed, so I marvel at all of it, right? All the defensive linemen with their sub five forties and all, but as a larger event, the only thing I'm interested in is the stuff they don't show.
2: Like I can, I can watch or like, I mean, yeah, that too, the football stuff. I mean, it it is funny, right? I mean, it's, it's funny to me. We were just talking about all the things we found in the pandemic that we can do that we didn't know we could do. And the technology is off the charts yet. We're still doing 40 times uh, while coaches are standing somewhere in the stands with a stopwatch. It's like, we, we, we should be able to come up with something that's cleaner right there in the moment. However, the other side to it, that I always laugh at, and this is kind of my point about, let's see if somebody can play football by doing all things that aren't football. Like running a straight line without pads and a helmet on, without any defense, without anybody in your way. Uh, Have you ever uh, actually watched an NFL game and and you're like, wow, that... Catch would have been made if he ran a 428. But the fact is he ran a 4-3-4, so he's a little, <laughs> little bit slow. Like just, just couldn't quite I mean it's like what does that even mean? Like these people are darts. They're absolute darts. And so getting excited and being like he's gonna go from a second rounder to a first rounder because he's not a four-three-four, he's a four-two-eight. What does that even mean? Well, How it,
1: it would mean you- something if Al Davis were still with us.
2: Well, sure, but so take it as it is. <laughs> Like it's its own race. It's just the fo- it's just the forty race. It's not about it's not about how far would the four two eight and the here's a good math problem. My dad was a math teacher. Um, a four two eight and a four three four. How far would you need to run side by side before you even noticed? Before the two of them even separated, I can promise you it's not forty yards. I don't yeah. even think it's a hundred. You'd have to get out into the parking lot and about a mile from the stadium before these two separated from one another. So why are we? Obsessing over yeah. it so much.
1: I enjoy some of the overlays that they do in terms of the players. It's kind of like the old uh, upper deck trading cards from from eighty nine through ninety one, where they did some oh, yeah. of those triple exposures, like Nolan Ryan in the middle of his motion, or Deion Sanders about ready to steal a base, things like that. Uh, that's what what it harkens back to for me. But watching these, I mean, it's all. You know, physical marvels but now you've got an event that you keep trying to push they're talking about taking it on the road and changing it up from the traditional indianapolis i don't know if sports riders will be good with that because of all you know it's a nice little proximity there in indy where everything is within a mile the bars all the shrimp cocktails i'm not giving them a free plug they get free uh, plugs everywhere else willard uh no no freebies for the establishments because well no, you pay advertising rates. That's the way it works. But the, the idea that you know, you're gonna suddenly say, hey, let's take this like we did the draft, it, it doesn't work. And more and more, and we were having a little conversation here in the studio, Chris Perfett, our, our technical producer, Brandon, our executive producer, and Ilo a little bit, just the, the idea that you've got more and more of your elite guys realizing they don't need to show all their wares on these fields. Some of the guys are, right? And for them... We, we celebrate that, right, that you're you're giving us a show instead of the pro days, which sooner or later, there's going to be a bunch of money attached to those uh, for folks saying, well, you want to come sure. film it? Have at it. Uh, and we'll televise it on one of our main, many platforms, you know, whether it's it's, uh, you know, the four letter ours bar stool, you know, Amazon, whoever, uh, and we do that because of the media entities, not to give anybody any great ideas. But if they think they can make a buck off it, uh, they'll, they'll give it a shot at some point here. But you had only 18 of 59 offensive linemen do weights, and you're doubling up on some of these things. So if one goes terribly wrong, physically, mentally, you're done, which means all right, I I can't do part two as well because I tanked part one. So now you've you've got to make your choices of what you're doing as well. So it's really an event. We had the bubble situation. Uh, That was short-lived, right? And now the NFL had to put out the press release. We know we're not doing any of the protocols anymore, just so you know. We've abandoned all of that. It's like, you abandoned that in the playoffs. You don't need to send me another note now. Right.
2: (laughs) Well, that's it. it, This falls right in line with what we're just talking about, though. Like how many coaches I know out here, you know, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, they're not even going to the Combine. I think everybody and you're talking about the players, too. We realize it's not totally necessary. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's not uh, you you know, I'm not saying the Combine should be ripped or should go away. It should simply be taken for what it is the combine. That's a different thing than draft evaluation. I think the most valuable thing, and John Lynch with the 49ers said this earlier in the week, the most valuable thing in the combine for teams and players is when they sit and talk with each other. Sure, Like face-to-face communication is one thing I hope that doesn't get lost through the pandemic. Um, Something to be said for body language and just looking into somebody's eyes and and sort of getting to know them on, on that level. I hope that doesn't go away and that Something you can take out of the combine, and and then you know the other side is if you just take it as its own event, the combine, uh, there will still be interest in it, even if it's just peripherally about the NFL, um, because that's how we are that's how we are as a sports society it's march march madness is about to start spring training is supposed to be underway and what's getting most of our attention the combine this is the problem all the other sports have is that they're going up against the nfl which has learned how when they're not playing games they've learned how to drop little other things into the pond that we as fish will still eat and so we do that throughout the year and and this is is maybe classically one of them at the highest level in that nobody's playing football, nobody's got names on their backs, nobody's got helmets on, nobody's even on a team yet, and we will still eat it up like a late night bowl of cereal because it is peripherally somehow attached to the NFL, and Rob Manfred and baseball are sitting over here in the wings just helping out. Just, I mean, they are your server at the restaurant of the NFL. Can we take your order? What would you like? Because we've got nothing for you right now.
1: Well, I've argued that he's now supplanted Gary Bettman uh, as number one on the commissioner, yeah, I, oh, uh, commissioner's sure. worst list.
2: For uh, sure.
1: I want to read one quote uh, really quickly. Uh, Michigan safety Dax Hill, to your point about guys showing up or not, uh, talking about his interview with the Jets. Quote, we met for about two hours. It was a good conversation. Wish I could have met Coach Sala. But the other staff were really
2: cool. So, (laughs) like, getting his little dig in. I love the assistants. The assistants are awesome. Yeah, they're not – I mean, this is – and it's a trend that you're going to see continue more and more and more. These head coaches are like, let's be honest, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of their time, and they don't have a lot of it.
1: Do the evaluation process, and we'll get them once they make the uh, next cut. It's like uh, American Idol or any other competition. Your fire's been snuffed out. You've been, you know, mask has come off, uh, you know, as the the mask singer or Dancer or whatever other uh, entity they're they're coming up with next. He's Mark Willard. I'm Mike Carmen. Coming up next, you know, the other thing beyond the combine, it's silly season talk. Why? Right? Because we've got all the big names that may be on the move. We'll get into one of those next and possible destinations, what it means for the team he's currently on. But remember, this April, 28th through the 30th, Vegas hosting the 2022 draft, an event unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two. That's right. A trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement. You and a lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft week. And we're talking April 28th through the 30th, and it's sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get the rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Be part of the pageantry and the excitement uh, of the draft weekend and all that Vegas can offer. Can't wait to see the show that goes there. And how will the draft flow? Well, part of the next discussion about free agency and teams making very important decisions, uh, we'll decide that, and we'll talk about it next. Welcome back in. Fox Sports Radio's Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard. Find Mark on Twitter at Mark underscore T underscore Willard. Find me over at Swollen Dome. We talk about the... NFL scouting combine and and why the wide receivers and those blistering speeds were so important is that we've got a lot of uncertainty at the position right now. Mark, and you could say it's never been more valuable the way the NFL has evolved, and we've seen first-year players come in and make impacts, and And to that end, when you look at the draft the last couple of years, there have been a lot of stars that have come out, and one uh, that we're watching start to evolve is C.D. Lamb in Dallas. Uh, fantasy owners were left a little bit uh, disappointed, I think, over his performance overall this year, but the hope is that next year brings big returns, and part of that is the expectation and all the reports that Amari Cooper is going to be cut. Due to make $20 million, he would become one of, well, many uh, big name free agents or players who might be subjected to the franchise tag that we know players hate. Last year, 10 players in total, uh, three of them signed long-term deals, including uh, Amari Cooper's quarterback, Dak Prescott. So it's the final year of, uh, quote, the bargain rate of a $34.5 million cap hit before that escalates in 2023. But to the point for the Cowboys, Mark, it's a curiosity because now you're going to have C.D. Lamb and a whole lot of question marks if you let Amari Cooper go. Dalton Schultz, are you going to franchise tag him and pay him $11 million after his 78 catches and eight touchdowns? You've got Michael Gallup, who flashed, and you're hoping that he becomes a guy. Problem is, he's rehabbing a major injury. And you don't know if he's available, said Wilson and all these other guys uh, that had some bigger opportunities in 2021 are free agents as well. So for Jerry Jones and company, they're looking uh, and they're cash strapped, but they've got a lot of decisions after paying their quarterback the groceries um, that cupboard might be bare.
2: Yeah, you wonder too. I always look, and and maybe this is because of what we do for a living, but I don't just look at what's reported. I look at how it's reported, when it's reported. This is a somewhat rare situation when we got the report about Amari Cooper, and it wasn't Amari Cooper to be released. It was Amari Cooper likely to be released, which is unique. You don't see that very often. Therefore, you have to wonder if they're actually just sending a message to Amari, to his agent, maybe to the league on some level of, hey, we're probably going to do this, you know, Unless you want to change everything around about the way your numbers add up. Because one thing I've learned in talking to agents through the years and also just watching the way teams put things together, the Rams are a wonderful example of this. Don't ever, if you're a fan, don't ever let your team tell you. Oh, sorry. We couldn't we sure. couldn't do it because of the cap. Oh, the darn cap. Have you noticed that the Rams somehow print money? They just print it. They just acquire whoever they want, and then everybody they want to keep gets an extension. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. Hell, they found a way to pay Jared Goff, not even have him on the team. I mean, there's there's all I mean, it just doesn't matter. The cap is a wet newspaper. You can manipulate it however you want. So what the Cowboys are really saying here is, Amari, you struggle with injury. You had a 865 yards last year. We like you. We just don't like you at this number. Um, and, and so we want to adjust things around a little bit. So that's actually, I mean, that's, that's what's going on here. Plus, I mean, it's the receiver position. Um, I, I, I think if we learned anything through Tom Brady's 20 years of dominance, it's that you can find guys. You, you, you can find guys, and, and so when you, when you have a position where you can sort of manipulate things a little bit, uh, get things to fit around your numbers so that you can really pounce at the positions that matter, quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, and great corner that's where the big money has to go and so amari his cup runneth over in terms of money that's that's all it is but i think he can still play and and if he is released you know he'll he'll be he'll, there'll be plenty of landing spots for him
1: yeah to your point about the rams you know that's always the thing if you have the envy right star power envy and we do at it was always in the nba and now you saw it you know, here, and I remind folks with the Rams, it was guys, all the guys they acquired were guys that their, their places that had them had kind of finished, right? And there was a natural end to things, right? Matt Stafford with the Lions. Hell, people still don't like Matt Stafford now. And he won a Super Bowl. Right? It was, right. Ah, he, you know, half the league could have done that. It's like, really? That last <laughs> drive. That's what we want to say? Von Miller in Denver. It was, they decided it was time to move on. Odell Beckham Jr., how many hours of content on national radio and television? Those were all guys that, yeah, it looks like an all-star team in name. But remember the narratives that were surrounding these guys as they came to Los Angeles. And then once it started to work, it's like, oh, wow, look, it, they, bought, they bought a dream team, which I thought was kind of fun. But right. the front office part of it is certainly the most interesting. And, and if I could have a combine on, on that... Right? How are you convincing agents and players, hey, let's stretch this stuff out? And part of it is, hey, we give you more money up front, so it helps in that regard. Uh, no question about it. But for Amari Cooper, yeah, mul- multiple messages. Either we can stretch this out, or maybe it's a we're willing to trade him. Really, <laughs> you, can, you can come and take you know one of the guys that would rise to the top of free agent wide receivers. Right? Uh, if, yeah. if he comes out, because what are we talking about? Allen Robinson, we don't expect, you know, Godwin, you know, he, he might get tagged again, right? Even though he's coming off a big injury. And then Devontae Adams, that's the big deal. There's been no franchise tags uh, put on just yet with two days remaining. But I got to imagine all eyes are in Green Bay for that part of things.
2: Well, and and, and the wide receiver position, what it's gone through, running back is next. And your Exhibit A is going to be Christian McCaffrey. And you're going to watch teams that are going to say, you know, we're not doing it we're just we're not paying the running back. Like he, You end up in these spots where rookie Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey were the most recent examples. A rookie will come out. He'll pop right away. He's an early draft pick. And then you're going to get to extension time, and you're like, this guy's our entire team. The fantasy world is buzzing about him. He's going to be number one overall on all the draft boards. And, and you go, we're stuck. We can't get rid of him. We have to pay him. You're going to find teams who are like, I don't want, anything to do with that so you're going to find teams I think that are really hesitant to go all in in the first half of the first round in a running back because you can find production you know Kyle Shanahan with the 49ers has done this for years Raheem Mostert to Eli Mitchell undrafted free agents guys in the 6th round or what have you and they'll get production out of them Kyle Shanahan's dad did it before him with all the guys through Denver and Washington and, and so uh, you, you pay that guy big money uh it's a car accident every week for a running back they get hurt major injuries two years in a row and all of a sudden you end up where carolina is so that that's all that's going on this is all just a it's a financial game and the skill positions we love are not the positions they talk about the most behind closed doors
1: well behind closed doors that's why we are marveling at sub fives for defensive linemen. It's not that we need them to run 40 yards at a time, Mark. Uh, he's Mark Willard. I'm Mike And This is Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about one of the guys that, well, is still in the loop, even though he's not. We'll make sense of that in a moment, but first it's Isaac Lowencron with the latest in our sporting universe. All right, Mike
0: and Mark, day 95 now of the Major League Baseball lockout. And a short time ago, Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported that the Major League Baseball Players Association will submit a comprehensive written proposal to the owners early this afternoon in New York, the first proposal exchange since Tuesday in Florida. Now, the cutting-edge Fox Sports Radio IT department has actually generated a simulated audio prediction of how it's going to sound when the owners formally receive the players' proposal later today. Let's listen. Well,
3: let's look at the contract ourselves, eh? Benefits, perks, a green cookie on St. Patrick's Day. We'll take on that greedy
0: union. Again, kudos to the cutting-edge Fox Sports Radio
1: IT department. No, that's good. The players are going to be marching day and night by the big cooling tower. (laughs)
0: Smithers in the NBA on Saturday night, the Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Golden State Warriors 124 to 116 behind an amazing 56 point performance by LeBron James.
1: I don't have an issue with LeBron. I don't give a about LeBron anyway.
0: It's the return of courtside Karen. Oh wow! Welcome back. 13th career 50-point game for LeBron James at 37 years and 65 days of age. He's the fourth oldest player in NBA history with a 50-point game. College hoops on Saturday, number four. Duke lost in Mike Krzyzewski's final home game at Cameron Indoor Stadium, 94 to 81 to North Carolina. Murray State became the first team to advance to the NCAA tournament. They defeated Moorhead State in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament Championship game. Murray State, by the way, on a 20-game winning streak. Break up the Racers. Coming up today at 12 p.m. Eastern time, it's the Big South Championship game between Longwood, I think that's Jerome Kersey's alma mater, maybe, and Winthrop from the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte. Love that name, Bojangles Coliseum. Back to you, Mike and Mark.
1: And I like saying Winthrop. Winthrop. I mean, that's just a classic name. The Northwestern of the South, right? Nicely done. Well done. At Isaac Lowenkron is where you find him on Twitter. Find me at Swollen Dome. Find Mark at Mark underscore T underscore Willard uh, as you go. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. So, Mark, one of the guys that is he in or he's out, you know, we don't have an Ocean's 11 moment for him just yet but a lot of talk, rumor, conjecture, speculation about Tom Brady. And I got to say, I love the response from Bruce Arians, always fiery, always angry, saying it would be a bad decision to trade him. And what would it take? I don't know, four or five number ones, maybe. So it's not going to go down easy uh, if, when, and I triple underscore when, Tom Brady wants to come back if he's wanting to play somewhere else.
2: Well, actually, I I think – uh, not easy, but but easier than Bruce Arians makes it sound. I mean, let's let's talk about Isaac was just talking about Bob Nightingale's tweet and here comes baseball and here come the players. Yeah, this he did our, that the
1: other day though, buddy. Uh, I love yeah, Bob and Bob's a good man. But anytime the here comes baseball, like Bob, Bob no, we, was a we, hero for a day.
2: We do it every day right yeah. now because we just want this thing to be over. But but here was my favorite, and this is all you need to know about how it works. The owners go, this is our last best offer. And then they met the next day. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I thought you just gave us your last best offer. If that's your last best offer, then you walk away. If you're at the car dealers, this is my last best offer. Well, sorry, I'm leaving. But th- this is just negotiating, and it's all Tom and the Bucks are doing as well. For me, the clues are all over the place. Bruce Arians, by the way, is the head coach. He's, he's not going to be the one making these decisions. Right. And they have less leverage than you think. Like, yeah, they've got Tom under contract, but he's Tom. And you're about to get nothing if you don't find a way to put him somewhere else. Um, the, the, the buzz is everywhere. This is a breakup between Tom and the Bucks. It's not a retirement. I mean, can you imagine? If I had asked you two months ago, what do you think Tom Brady's retirement will look like when it happens? It would be in 2027. Well, not only (laughs) that, but your first answer would have been not this, not an Instagram post that doesn't mention the Patriots and no press conference. Well, the Patriots thing, I argue he'd already done it. Well, maybe, but but like, there's no way this is what it will look like for the greatest of all time, where he just puts something on Instagram and then does 78 podcasts, <laughs> where he sort of goes, "Yeah, I'm not telling you." Know. Like, I mean, that's not this ain't it. And we know that the Bucks and and Tom, I- in the end, were not getting along, and you can see it with the way Bruce talks and the way Tom talks. So both sure. sides are all the way at their ends right now. And I firmly believe they're going to they're, they're meet in the middle if there is a good landing spot for Tom. Everyone talks to the 49ers. We haven't even heard if the 49ers want to do that. And before you roll your eyes and say obviously they would, they've given up three first-round draft picks for someone who is supposedly ready to play for very cheap. So I, it, it's complicated. And that's right. all I think we're working our way through.
1: But even if he's not ready, you've like you said, you already gave up a lot of assets to get Trey Lance. Which means it's going to be very difficult to put the package together to be the victor in that regard. Even if Tom wants to go home, which is the big talking point in all of it, right? What, unless you're tra- you're trading Trey Lance? Is, is do they see him as a guy they want to develop necessarily, as opposed to all right? We maybe we tried to have cooler heads because Ornberger, you know, was one. He was on with me uh, in for Jason Smith one of the nights when he was. You know, breaking news, Rich Hornberger, and the Brady stuff. Look, man, he's got people inside the building, so I'll yep. take that. And once Bruce Arians talked about it, it was the old Shakespearean, me thinks he doth protest too much uh, mm-hmm. regarding the, the anger, vitriol, and reports of what was going on in that locker room. But let's face it, Tampa's on doing a, an overhaul here. They've got a lot of big decisions to make on some of their defensive front. And they've got a lot of young talent on defense, there's no question. But a couple of those pass rushers need to get paid. And then offensively, who's there and still there? There's already people linking Gronkowski to the Bills, hanging out with Bills Mafia, jumping through tables like he's back in the WWE and a tag team partner of Dawson Knox.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> listen, I mean, it, right, right, exactly right. And I mean, the, the, the bottom line for this is uh, that that there's just too much smoke For there not to be some fire. I mean, um, if you're Tom Brady, just that's what I would sort of. That's what I would do. That's what I would tell everyone else to do. If you're just look at the behavior. If you're Tom Brady and you're actually retired, how would you handle this? A. I would not have handled my retirement that way. B. I would have had a press conference. C. While the whole world continues to buzz around you and you keep doing media. You never at one point go, hey, people, I'm done. Yeah. I am super, super, super done. Giselle's over here waiting for me outside in the car right now. She's furious that I'm still doing everybody's podcast. <laughs> we are going on a trip right now. None of this has happened. All he's done is continue to go on podcasts and go, I would say never say
1: never. One of my favorite so, lines from his last podcast, though, Mark, was well, I've
2: been doing the family thing for five weeks. And I think right. we'll leave it at that, <laughs> that <laughs> as we best. all know. And, I mean, yeah, he goes, he goes. I said I wanted to spend more time with the family. We've done that for five weeks. Okay, it's hell. I'm coming back. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what he said without yeah. the hell part. Yeah, the like kids it, don't want to eat
1: on the TB12 right.
2: method. No right. question. So we're right. talking
1: retirement, comebacks. Yeah. Let's talk about well, a guy trying to get back on the NBA court. We'll get back to Tom Brady a little bit later. He's Mark Willard. I'm Mike Harmon. And this is Fox Sports Sunday. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday. Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard. Having fun with you. Talking all things of the sporting universe. Little NBA for you. Zion Williamson, Mark. Finally. To steal from the rock. Reportedly cleared to progress to basketball activities. It's been more than 10 Whoa. months since his last. Yeah, exactly. That guy. The former number one overall pick. I mean, it's only appropriate. We end our two in the first half talking about a guy well who had a cup of coffee at Duke made a big name blew out a sneaker was the number one overall pick ahead of John Morant who we've talked about in MVP consideration and marveling at his heroics and acrobatics and the ability to jump out of the gym over seven footers and now Zion Williamson 85 games played many more missed And CJ McCollum has the Pelicans surging six and four, their last 10 putting up 120 or more with some regularity now. And now Zion might be cleared to go.
2: What does it mean? i tell you what, <laughs> I, you know, I, here's as you're saying all that, I mean, I, I hope, I hope the guy still becomes something in the NBA, but the more I look at this and maybe this is painting with too broad of a brush. If I've got an early draft pick and there are some big time names on the board in an NBA draft, I'm looking for little people and not big people. And I know it's just, it's really hard. If you've been watching the NBA a long time to think that way, because of the way, Used to work, and I know there are guys out there that are having a major impact. Embiid, Giannis, guys who are you know large seven footers, if you will, who are having um, a, a huge impact in the NBA. But if you look at every early round, like the major busts through the years, um, it is so often not all the time, but it is so often those seven foot legs and things that happen underneath them, Zion, Go back to Greg Odin. The Warriors right now are biting fingernails over James Wiseman, who has the same type of early career as Zion, cannot get on the floor, multiple surgeries. And then here's John ja Morant in Memphis out of nowhere becoming maybe the next big thing in the NBA. The way the league is being played, LeBron was playing center last night when he scored his 56. You don't need seven-footers anymore. I know Jokic, I get it. I get it. It just scares me. If I got an early pick, a big guy scares me.
1: Well, you got a guy in Zion that you're still wondering if he's still growing, which is part of the process. You mentioned yep. Embiid. He went through a lot of this to start his career, right? Part of the trust the process uh, world. And now every year he still misses a chunk of games. But when he's on the court, it's poetry. It's poetry. Right. And, and now he and Harden in their honeymoon phase. It's fun to watch. But for Zion, you know, 27 points per game, the seven rebounds. And you're like, all right, if you can get this kid to go. Remember, he's just 21. And that's the hard part is everybody throws right. him away. And for him, the, hard, the obviously weight is, is a big concern and something we need to watch in terms of how the frame sizes up and whether he can get past uh, the issues that he's had thus far.
2: Yeah, I, I just you know you you look around uh, the league, the Phoenix Suns. Wh- what are they based on? They're based on two guards, nice. um, and I, and I get what they do inside, but those are role players, and it's kind of like what we talked about with receivers and running backs last hour. Like you can just, you can find serviceable smart players at that position now, and so it's just it's it's hard to trust seven foot legs because it feels like half the time they don't hold up.
1: There you go. It's like uh, well we were talking about going to Vegas for the 2022 draft and and the opportunity there at foxsportsradio.com uh but otherwise hey hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes match your job description visit indeed.com credit he's mark i'm mike coming up next the great reset in los angeles Oh, baby. Yeah. Second half begins. Fox Sports Sunday here. Fox Sports Radio Disco Ball is still spinning. Marching band starting to make their way to the exits. Iowa Sam comes in. Tag team alongside Chris Perfect. Chris tags out. Iowa Sam in as our technical producer. Of course, we've got Brandon and Ilo with us here as well. Making a sound. Oh, so pretty. Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard. Willard. Back here on a Sunday morning, bright yeah, and early. Yeah, baby. Keeping the kids quiet, making sure well, they've got what they need.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what that means. Uh, that's the, the, hustle TV, real. the TV is on, Mike. No, that's well, well, that but means. that's just it. You the find something TV. nice
1: <laughs> that has some continuity and maybe will bridge. Maybe it's an animated film that, no, that you there's even, not you, a break yeah. in between.
2: Now you're a girl dad. I'm yeah. both a girl dad and a boy dad. So I wonder if you even know. Do you know what Dude Perfect is? Do you know what that is? Wasn't that a wrestler? Okay. I see, mean, you I don't know, know Mister Perfect was <laughs> Kurt Hennig.
1: No. Uh, <laughs> do you it. see this pass? The great <laughs> yeah. combine, like kind of workout video. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. So he's talking to a guy, and he goes, "Watch this!" And he throws the ball up, and then sprints to catch it all the way at the other end of the field. Yep. Himself yep. catches it, and he yep. goes, "That was really good." He goes, "No, no, no." That was perfect. So I mean, is. I mean, maybe if it's a highlight video of Mister Perfect, that'd be great.
2: Yeah, no, that's not it. That's not it at all. But bad. I do, I yeah, I love the picture that you painted. But no, that's not it, dude. Perfect. Uh, some people who are listening to us will know who they are. They, they're a, they're like a, a group of YouTube guys who essentially have never grown up. They're 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 in their thirties. They look like they might be getting their forties, but they go around and they do different and and often sports themed challenges. Yeah. Um, and 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 the the louder and the stupider and the sillier they are, uh, the better. And so they're very loud and they yell. And so, um, it, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's wholesome entertainment for my young son. Well, that's good. However, I just have to say the same thing over and over. Please, Jude, uh, turn it down. Please, 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 <laughs> please turn it down. But as long as you turn it down, you can watch as many of these as you want, because even though it doesn't look like it, dad is, dad is working in the other room. This is work.
1: That is always the uh, thing you got to remind them of. You know, if you're watching a game, it's work. That's the beauty of this
2: profession. I mean, it's the whole reason we got into this, is to turn on the game at night, and when someone else comes in and goes, no, I'd rather watch you. Like, I'm sorry, I'm working. We don't get to eat unless Dad watches this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, this Jaguars-Jets game is pivotal (laughs) to what we
2: do and how we keep our house running. Can't can't survive without it because Mojo Drew is on my fantasy team, but actually (laughs) I'm going to tell you it's because work
1: that's it. I celebrate all 272 of them now. Uh, that's how we do it here at Fox Sports Radio. Fantasy, the I Want Your Flex podcast that I do with Dan Beyer. That's up and rolling. Uh, we did a mock draft for the first six rounds for 2022 already
2: who by the by the way real quick who is going number one overall now that Christian McCaffrey has officially landed in I've ticked everybody offville and and so you'll be terrified to take him number one which means he'll be the one but but who Uh, who's your who's your number is it Jonathan Taylor what's happening it's gonna be
1: Taylor and Henry at the top yeah
2: okay because that offensive
1: line still intact they'll get a different quarterback that isn't Carson Wentz and they'll they'll be able to balance the offense. <laughs> yeah,
2: but if they get a quarterback who's not Carson Wentz, are they going to go Jonathan Taylor left, Jonathan Taylor right, Jonathan Taylor up the middle like they did this year? Well,
1: but if you have a guy that you can trust to work the middle and deep end of the field, think about all the running room that Jonathan Taylor has after he hits the second line. I hear, I so hear so it's, I wonder, well, you. I hear you. It's not about the quantity always of touches. It's the quality, and oh, I'm thinking for gosh. Jonathan Taylor in that division, I'm feeling pretty good. He's going to be able to still put up some massive I, numbers. And by the I, way, Derek Henry was still, what, top six, even though yes, he missed it, half the year, it, to show you where it, the
2: uh, running back position is. I imagine, Mr. Swollen Dome, if anybody has done this analytic, it would be you, so I'll ask you. How often is the number one overall pick in fantasy Correct. In other words, how often does that player end up being the top running back, if you will? Usually it's a running back, end up being the top output running back. What's the percentage? I don't know
1: the the actual percentage, but it's very low. There's always
2: yeah, very low. There's
1: always the injury, missed games, change in uh, offensive philosophy. You're not sneaking up on anybody, especially once you add in those division games. So now it becomes the... All right, we need to stop him. We got six chances as a division to go against a guy. Uh, And, like, myriad things that come in, especially as the game's evolved, right? When we're talking about the running back position, how many bell cows do we really keep anymore?
2: Oh, well, you're not – yeah, you're you're not even – how many years do we have left where there even is such a thing as a bell cow? No, that's just it. Secondary guys, tertiary
1: guys, right? You got goal line guys. You got the creativity there and more quarterbacks that are, that are happy to handle the mail themselves.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I mean, I remember it does happen, you know, the year after LT broke the touchdown record I remember having the first overall pick in, in a draft, and I took Ladanian Tomlinson, and then in the fifth round, I took this rookie that everyone was like, eh, we'll see. His name was Adrian Peterson, and I had them on the same team, and I crushed everybody because LT did follow up his year with a number one. T- it happens, but but probably less often than the other way around. Yeah, it's,
1: it's one of those you're, you're trying to figure out exactly – you know, I'm, I'm going to go back and do those uh, numbers as best I can find them. Uh, but you know, there's there's a lot more I got debate in here. Didn't no, I got but you there's thinking a about it. but there's that debate. You know, as we talked about the NFL changing and and discussing wide receivers and their value, right, to a franchise and, and what we've seen rookies do. Because right, the old adage, what even five years ago was rookie wide receivers need time to acclimate. That doesn't happen anymore. Guys come in and have major monster seasons right away and, and not just single out jamar chase but look at him look at what justin jefferson's become in minnesota you may not like kirk cousins but they move the ball and you know the old touchdown to interception ratio which i think has the asterisk as to how much of a valuable tool that is it's still when you're in the 30s year after year for touchdown passes you know that that matters, and so for a guy like Jefferson, he came in and starred. We we can go and we're talking about C.D. Lamb and the expectation of his growth, uh, and go on down the line. So you know, there's more talk of that. You know, Brandon was trying to you know get in my ear about Cooper Cup and loving Cooper Cup. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're in a P.P.R. league, you know, guys like like he start like like Cup and others start drifting up. Devonte Adams and others you know, depending on where he is and who he's paired up with, if they do get to do their tag team move or return to Green Bay, which I think is the more likely, that, sure, you keep that line moving. And then you've got others that want that number one or two quarterback because they don't want to have to think about it, right? Yeah, I think you can like, wait on a quarterback is my philosophy on it because of the variance touchdowns. But in the end, you know, you got to feel comfortable. If you can get a Ronco,
2: set it, and forget it, you do. Well, you're also you're touching on something that I think is interesting in the uh, not just the fantasy world, the real NFL like we, we don't wait that much longer anymore. We don't have the patience. This is true in all aspects of our lives. We, We don't have the patience that that we used to have. And so when you talk about receivers coming in right away, like you look at what Justin Jefferson did, the Eagles passed on him, they went with Jalen Rager, and a year later they were like, I don't like Jalen Rager anymore, we're going to go get Devontae Smith in the first round, Um, because you have one year to show out. It's a fascinating sort of discussion to me to enter into what we were mentioning last hour with the Tom Brady rumors and the San Francisco 49ers. I'm over here ringing the bell, and maybe I'm just the dumbest guy alive because two years ago, I was... Pro-Jimmy Garoppolo, anti-Tom Brady when the 49ers had the chance the last time. Because that year, 49ers were coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Jimmy was highly rated. He was higher rated than Brady. Brady looked like he was showing signs of age. Little did we know he'd be revitalized by a new scene, and he'd go to win the Super Bowl. And a bunch
1: of of players that could play.
2: Wide receivers and... (laughs) Right, but a the, system 49ers, that the 40, 49ers have that too, so sure. I'm willing to admit it, I was wrong. However, I'm willing to be wrong again, like if Tom Brady comes knocking to the 49ers again, I would again say no, because what are we doing? Three first-round draft picks to get a guy that you're not going to use for two years? That's bizarre to me. You're going to have to make an extension decision on him after his third year, and you're not even going to play him until then. So, like, the, we, we don't, it, it's odd that, 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 that 49er fans are being asked to have that patience. We don't do that anywhere else right now. You can't have two years to well, sit there as the number three overall pick and not play.
1: Well, but that's the question, though, right? If Tom Brady is literally knocking on the door because he is under contract. Right. It's not yes. it doesn't likewise with when we talk about Aaron Rodgers good, <laughs> people forget about that, that he's actually under contract he is, he is, in all of this process. Also,
2: but you know that quarterbacks have more leverage sure. than they used to. And you also know the forty ers have a really good connect with Tom's agent. His name is Don Yee. He has another client whose name is Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they know each other pretty well. And so Could something be brokered behind the scenes so that everybody eats at the table? Well, that's it. But but you could trade
1: both those quarterbacks in the end, Mark. I mean, you you may decide, you know, you get a good enough offer, Greg, because you gave up those picks, right? You've mentioned those. I, I certainly keep apprised of that in the offing You know, for the 49ers and one of the only predictions I got right on our little board here uh, in studio as we do, you know, Dan Beyer puts together and, you know, we make our MVP pick, the bold pick, a Super Bowl pick, whatever. I was looking pretty good and then both my teams lost in the conference title games, but my bold prediction was that Jimmy Garoppolo would be the guy. Because the assumption right. was, Trey Lance, hey, they gave up all this. They're going to play him. Well, no. They were in no, the— I, You're I, right. The first-round draft picks, to me, were very different in Chicago and San Francisco than everywhere else. Of, of course. Right? Because, because the, the, the other 49ers- places were train wrecks. These other two were set up to win, which meant if you have the veteran guy and can let the young guy learn, that's, in theory, for the best.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, no, there, there's no question that that was a one-off, not just last year, but for almost all the years. You don't end up in that spot looking for a quarterback unless your team is really bad. You, you don't do that a year and a half off of a Super Bowl and still holding the quarterback who took you there. That's very rare, uh, if not totally unique. So Trey Lance lucks out. He ends up in a spot where he should be able to succeed right away with a, you know a, a, an offensive guru as his head coach and all of that but yeah you have the luxury it's I I, I mean I say it never happens people always comp it to what the Chiefs did that is the closest thing let Patrick sit for a year let your quarterback who's kind of a B plus guy but good enough to take you to playoffs let him take you to the playoffs and then when he doesn't get all the way to the Super Bowl go see we need someone who can get us over the top and go to the Super Bowl and then play him that's exactly what the Chiefs did. So, what the 49ers are hoping they do, but the million-dollar question that no one knows is, in the back of the 49ers' minds, what do they really feel about Trey Lance? No, that's right. Do they feel, do they feel like he is, you know, add water, <laughs> send him out on the field, and, and win? Do they feel that way? I don't know, I, and that's what we're waiting to find out.
1: Well, because that's one of the, the larger questions, right? Because there were moments in this season where it was, all right, it looks like, at least in theory, an opportunity to, if he was ready – you know, and Jimmy wasn't, you know, A list material in some of those games. I again, I, I think I'm more of a believer in him than most. But if if Lance was the guy, then in theory, by the final quarter of the season, should have been ready to take the reins if he was if he was ready. And now it's the off season of all right, what do you got? And you're trying to figure out windows, right? Because tight ends don't hang out forever. You got George Kittle, and physically the way he plays the game as a receiver and as a blocker, that's going to wear on you. So you're wondering what his shelf life is and how many years of a window you have with him. The running game, all right, it's the plug and play, the Mike Shanahan, as you mentioned a little bit earlier. And then you got Debo, who is explosive as he is. There's an injury history already.
2: Oh, gosh. Right?
1: You know, it's one of those you hold your breath and you love every second of it and you celebrate it, but the whole time it's like, we're going to have him for week eight, right? And week nine, week 10. Please be ready to go. And Brandon Ayuk, I think, is a guy that's going to get better. But so the idea of trading for a Tom Brady, whichever quarterback goes out in that trade, you're looking at maybe a two-year window, and you've got those pieces Whoa. and chips already in place. <laughs> i say even in left theory.
3: Trade?
2: What's even left to trade? I mean, no, but, I mean, but you'd much, have to get rid of right? the
1: quarterbacks was my
2: point, Yes. right? You yes. trade
1: those, and you get Brady back maybe in a pick coming back your way yeah. or Garoppolo goes out for picks to allow you to work in the middle and late rounds of the draft to supplement what you get to help Tom Brady have the well, interior help that he's going to need. If he's going to succeed.
2: I just think I, I keep stressing. It's Tom. Tom which means I don't know what Tampa Bay gets in this situation. Bruce Aarons will have you believe they've got tons of leverage. <laughs> the bottom line is they don't. And here's why, for two reasons. A, Tom has the power to make sure that the Bucks get nothing in return for him yeah. by just not playing, not playing number sure. one. And number two, number two, the Bucks right now, if the season were to start tomorrow, they'd be in last place. They'd be terrible. They have no quarterback. They have Blaine Gabbert. Um, that's hey man i 'll
1: take Kyle Trask in that division right now um, well you're <laughs> right i mean all,
2: like three of the four teams absolutely need a quarterback, and the other one has got a really old one he's an oldie but a goodie, but he's an oldie, so yeah you're right i mean it's it, it's a very winnable division, but that's not you know Godwin is out there's all kinds of free agents, Gronk leaves Brady leaves. That, that's not a good football team. Well, right Jenkins now.
1: could leave on the offensive line, the right, center. Right. And you start talking about defense, at least uh, up front. I mean, there's a lot of things. And that's part of the, the Brady uh, chess game, I think, as well as a show me that you're ready to put a team back on if you're in Tampa, because Byron Lefwich coming back certainly, I think, helps to a degree. In that regard, well, it, that helps, he it
2: helps to a degree, but not with the idea of Tom ever playing for them again, because, you know, from what we've heard, that's the, he was he was the third piece in in the anger wheel. If you will, the, the Brady and Leftwich and Arians were not eye to eye on how to put together an offensive game plan. So um, so he's not going to play there. And uh, and if the Bucks make it so that he's not going to play anywhere And that means they're going to get nothing out of it, and and they're going to end up having a really bad year, too. So there's there's plenty of leverage to go around when it comes to this conversation that I think people aren't really seeing.
1: It's always the question for a guy, when do you look in the mirror and recognize uh, how bad it gets for you uh, if you lose the Golden Goose? because uh, that's what Tom Brady would be. Hey, if cold call candidate calls aren't turning your hi- into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed, because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com credit. Coming up next, the re- rebuild, reload, retooling, whatever you're calling it, uh, it's Operation Demolition in Los Angeles. He's Mark, I'm Mike, and this is Fox Sports Sunday. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports. Sunday's Fox on Fox Sports Radio. I usually do those inverted, so, you know, sometimes you catch your brain working a little faster, especially when you want to start (laughs) singing and dancing around as the rock music flows through. Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard. You understand how that goes. A man of your time and tenure here in the radio business. Sometimes the brain, you you want to fast forward. But the mouth doesn't catch up quite
2: so. Sometimes, greatly. sometimes. Wow. I mean, wow. Brain on overdrive is what leads people uh, to our business. No, that's true. Um, you, I mean, Open my mouth, gosh! Like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, you know, when closed mouth, uh, stop listening to anybody else and what they're saying. Um, that's <laughs> just uh, that's that's the rule of life, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's it. Well, there you go. See, you there's just, no question you, about it. You, but, Perfect answer.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, what else? I mean, I, I could jump on the nice. point, just keep going through it, but I, I think you said it nice and succinctly. That, yeah, and I got yeah. the word succinctly into a but, Sports Talk Radio.
2: Good job. Show. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Good job.
1: Yeah. Good job by me. Uh, that will not be on Wordle. Good my answer, 13, good my 13-year-old has a uh, 45-day streak. Including, of Wordle? On the Wordle? Yeah, including Rupee, so, which vexed I, I, everybody.
2: I, okay. R- R- Rupee, you know Rupee yeah, was that, there the other day. That was the word mad. the other day. I saw that. Yeah. By, and by the way, I don't mean to speak on this as if I'm an experienced Wordle ite. I don't even know if that's a word. But I, uh, I, i still have technically never played Wordle. Um, it was quickly one of those things where it's like, Ooh, everyone's doing it. I wonder what's going on. And now everyone's annoying me, uh, because you're posting your wordle score. And I, I it's like, it's one thing to post your wordle score. That's annoying enough. But when you're posting it and someone's looking at it and I'm like, I don't even, I don't know what this is. There are numbers, there's a fraction and there's little colors. I, what are you, what are you saying to me right now? I don't even know. I don't speak your language. So I almost held it off. It was kind of like when Game of Thrones got too popular. I was like, I don't even want to watch your show because it just—you guys are all—it's just—it felt like a cult. And and so that's what Wordle started feeling like. But the only reason I'm sort of aware of the Rupee thing, my daughter's into it, and she started showing it to me about a week ago, and she's like, "Dad, do you want to help me? Do you want to play?" And and when a teenage, uh, a child of yours wants you to engage with them. I mean, my gosh, I'd rob a bank with her if she asked. You, you're like, yeah, no, you, you're, sure. so ex, you're so excited by the invitation. <laughs> Wait, you still want so, me to be there? I'm like, oh, my gosh, you want to do something together that's amazing. So, like, now, yeah, I help her with Wordle, but I, I don't have it on my phone. I still don't know. No, I, I, d- don't I don't know. Uh, no. And I don't know how the scoring thing works at all. I have no, no that Well, all I'm I
1: know doing. is you, you've got, what, Six tries. Five-letter okay. words. There's right. also There's uh, words. all sorts of derivatives for different uh, celebrities and stuff now that have been created. And a okay. couple that are like adult situation only. So you can have some fun there uh, as well. I like that. As well. You know, with some dude, of the dude. words you use when the kids aren't around.
2: Are you allowed uh, to start with any word that you want? Yes.
1: Because, so that's okay. the thing. You start and then it'll tell you uh, it, color-coded of, all right, this is in the word right. versus I- this is in the right spot right the, so like it'll like a right, light letter, up right like spot yeah. or
2: or right letter wrong spot or know that not, that letter's not in it at all i get that my daughter always starts with do. oh like nice to bid to, to bid, bid adieu. Adieu because you got a lot of vowel you got almost get all the vowels, vowels in, in there in. Sure. right and so you can check what the vowels are and then go from there i didn't know if that's what everybody started with or if there you can just put whatever the heck you yeah, want yeah you can
1: put there. whatever you want and you know part of it is just like you're playing on on wheel of fortune give me the ones that are the most frequent Right, those kind of things. So
2: give me an uh, S, give me a e. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, exactly. and then
1: what, what people forget a lot, and rupee was an example of it, is sometimes you have you know the second second occurrence or in very oh rare the case. double E. You, yeah, yeah. You yeah. might you might have a, a double letter, right? So there might be a second L. There might Gosh, be those, you know the Y that crazy, comes in, you
2: know that kind of those thing. sneaky wordle okay. people. It's getting just crazy. in there at the end.
1: But yeah, you got that. You got. There's one for geography, guess the country kind of thing. Uh, And and we know geographically we are all uh, challenged from our school system going back to when you and I were in grade school. Uh, (laughs) I never never had to do, at least to my remembrance, the uh, states and capitals. I don't remember ever filling out a map like that. Or doing the countries of the world like I was on uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, uh, the Animaniacs.
2: I uh, I never remember being asked to do the, the states and their capitals, but this was one of the few weird academic things as a child that I got into. Like someone bought me a book one time with all the states and capitals, and I decided to trace it and make my own book. So like I I I was like a savant at age seven. I dig that with with the states and the capitals. Like I I didn't know anything else. So don't ask me anything else. It's not like I was smart, but man, I knew the states and their capitals. Yeah, I'm I'm not
3: gonna
1: lie. Here's what we did. We we didn't travel a lot, right? It wasn't until I was older and started just exploring the world a bit on my own. Basically, our vacations was we had relatives in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Indiana. So I knew all those. Iowa Sam gets those. excited. I just got, I knew those. I knew where Washington, D.C. and New York <laughs> were, and I knew where California was. You know, because it was always joked by Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, back in Pumping Iron. You know, they tell you to instead of go to hell, they say go to California because it's a place you'll never get to. You know, that kind of thing. So exactly. then California exactly. was on the map of I got to get there. And now I've been fortunate to have two opportunities one for a few years working up at yahoo in the bay area and then well now been in los angeles uh the greater part of los angeles here going on a dozen years so
3: fun stuff with all that yeah
1: and hopefully uh they'll have me here for a little while longer and you know how we do that we do great sports talk and bring you into the yeah stop showing me the pictures of your wordle that looks like the pictures you used to take of your lunch And we will turn it over to Isaac Lohenkron (laughs) to talk about the sporting world as it is today before we get into Lakers reconstruction. What's up, Ilo? On
0: that note, indeed. Yeah, I just don't get the Wordle thing. I I know I'm in the minority, but I just everybody I know posted on Twitter, on Facebook. I don't
3: care. (laughs)
2: Thank
0: you. (laughs) Thank you. Tommy Lee Jones.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm over, I'm over here Samuel Gerard. I'm looking at Wordle <laughs> scores online, and I'm going, man, I I miss the days when people would tell me about their fantasy teams. Please, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, tell me all about what your fantasy. Te- I can't wait to hear it, rather than your Wordle score. What
0: were some of those other stupid games that everyone used to share their scores? Oh, Farmville, stuff like that. Yeah. It makes, oh. it makes me yearn for I the days. I don't know what Farmville
2: is. But, but yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's a, Well, you, to, you, haven't some missed, money, you haven't missed. This much that, yeah, there were a lot of ads and oh, uh, revenue crush. towards Candy Crush. Yeah, Angry Birds. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what helps me to avoid those? Well. I'm old. <laughs> I know about them. I can talk about them, but I don't have to play them. I there get the right. hell out of my house. Thank that you. is right. Now, on to other games that unfortunately
0: are not going on and don't look like they're going to be going on anytime soon. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reporting. Major League Baseball's Players Association is going to submit a comprehensive written proposal to the owners early this afternoon in New York. The first proposal exchanged by the two sides since last Tuesday in Florida. In the NBA on Saturday night, LeBron James scored 56 points in the Lakers 124-116 to victory over Golden State. LeBron at 37 years and 65 days of age, the fourth oldest player in NBA history to have a 50-point game. In College Hoops on Saturday, number four Duke lost in Mike Krzyzewski's final home game to North Carolina by a final score of 94-81. to 81. Here is an instantly classic soundbite from Mike Shashevsky from after the game that Mark and Mike have been playing throughout the day.
3: This isn't part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That no, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Let me just say it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable, but the season has been very acceptable.
0: Uh, that's never going to get old. That, that's just classic Mike Krzyzewski. It might have been inspired by this from, remember that movie with Morgan Freeman, Lean on Me, back in the day where he plays the crazy high school principal? Call me Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Very good.
3: Let me have your attention. Everyone quiet down. I want all radios off instantaneously. All radios off. I mean, that has the same (laughs) vibe as that
0: speech. Certainly the same cadence. Maybe he was inspired. That's what I'm saying. That's my theory. Anyway, Murray State became the first team to advance to the NCAA tournament with a 71-67 victory over Moorhead State in the Ohio Valley Conference Championship game. Murray State now on a 20-game winning streak. Break up the Racers. And coming up at the top of the hour, it'll be the big South Conference tournament championship game between Longwood
1: and Winthrop. Winthrop. On that note, Mike and Mark, all yours. There you go, at Isaac Lohenkron, where you find him on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Mark at Mark underscore T underscore Willard. We talked a little bit about it before, Mark. The Lakers with the victory over the Warriors last night. LeBron with 56. Talking about, you know, it's desperation, right? It's a good win, but, you know, we got the win. The, the numbers are nice and all of that fun stuff. And people seem to think there's a, a genie. You know, like Aladdin, you're going to rub a lamp and boom, here I go, Uh, in terms of what the Lakers will become in the offseason. And I I look at it and it's like, all right, you got one more year of LeBron under contract. Okay, fine. Still putting up points. Now it's how do you build around him? And to say it's going to be so easy to go trade Russell Westbrook. Hey, you just got to get rid of him. Okay, what are you getting back? A bunch of expiring contracts and maybe some draft picks that you then have to parlay into something useful. Okay, good luck with that. And the other is Anthony Davis. If I'm another GM in the NBA and that's the they're offering me Anthony Davis, what am I realistically giving back for a guy who's playing half a year at this point, who's really good when he's available? And the fact that we have to go dot, dot, dot when he's available. And we were talking about big men and, and such before, right, going through the laundry list. And Anthony yep. Davis is one of those guys. Hey, we marvel and we love to watch him play. When he plays, and, but I'm not exactly selling off a franchise player on the other side and a bunch of draft picks to bring him to town and the, the Lakers thinking that the, and fans thinking that that's going to be a quick and easy rebuild. Got some news for you. Those are some big contracts and albatrosses and, and it's not as easy as it is in the NFL to restructure and, and make things go away.
2: I don't think that moving on from Anthony Davis is actually even necessary. I I get the frustration with the injury that happens in sports on all levels, and you just try to work your way through it. Anthony Davis is still very, very productive, and whether you fully – uh, subscribe to the championship a couple of years ago being a real one, a regular one, something different, whatever, doesn't matter. He was uh, the, the main piece in, in making that happen. So mm-hmm. um, Anthony Davis is fine. Um, he's, he's frustratingly hurt, but he's fine. The rest of it is what I think needs to be reevaluated, and it's almost conceptual more than anything else. Uh, We're so used to the NBA being about who has the best player. And it still is that. You know, Giannis wins a title. Now you're seeing John Morant try to become someone who can be the guy that leads it all the way. Devin Booker, same thing, can they? But even those teams, look what the Suns look like with Booker and Chris Paul out. Still look good. Look what Memphis looked like when John Morant went out. Well, they went still ten of good. twelve, right, or something yeah, like that. Still look, still look really, really good. So what? 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 The Lakers need to do is get you. You really do, you need the one star or the two stars. They have that. Their names are LeBron and Anthony Davis. The idea of sprinkling in a bunch more stars who actually aren't stars anymore is where they went wrong. The rest after you have your two stars is just team building. It's it's like the Brooklyn Nets haven't worked either. They're very focused on like we've got KD and half of Kyrie. And then they were like, "And, and James Harden and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. And you're out. Start team building. That's why this deal may end up working well for them. A player like Seth Curry can be really, really important to Brooklyn because he's not a big name, even though he's got a big last name. But he's not a big name, but he's a good, rotational, important player. The Suns have a boatload of them, and the Grizzlies have a boatload of them, and it's why they're the two best teams well, in but, the NBA But go right back now. to
1: why the Warriors, when they were the dynasty, all the press went to Curry and Thompson and Draymond, but they had a bench. Yep. You had guys that could come in and play defense that were off the bench. They might not have filled up the box score with a bunch of numbers uh, in the points column, but they they sure as hell kept their opponent from starting to light it up while those guys got their three minutes or four minutes of rest.
2: Yeah, when they had Durant, I mean, sure – Talent-wise, they overwhelmed people, but it also had to work. Like the, you don't need to tell anyone beyond the Lakers about talent collection not always working. Put five guys on the front of Sports Illustrated. Look, it's Kobe and Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and Paul Gasol, and it's an eight seed, is what it is. Like it's not just you have to have the right pieces. The Warriors don't do what they did for ten years without a player like Sean Livingston, for example. Like that's another one the of those guys of st-
1: uh, with the great story when we were talking about in. Yes. and having a second act.
2: Yikes. Yeah, you need pieces. You need pieces that fit not names. Uh, the Russell Westbrook was the, 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 the most ill-advised thing, quite frankly, that any team has done in the last five years. Everybody who acquires him, you notice a year later is like, meh,
3: uh, well, maybe, <laughs>
2: maybe something else. Um, but but, but that, that's the kind of ill-advised move that the la- if you want Carmelo to come in off the bench, fine. He can still knock down a, a shot or two. But you need dynamic bench pieces that can run your second unit and play defense. This team plays no defense. That's how they can still win with LeBron and AD.
1: Yeah, I mean, they obviously hit on the Malik Monk. And Reeves gives them some big minutes and has become the uh, the Caruso of 21-22, right? right? Where there, there's some energy there. But you're looking at a squad fundamentally different just in two years of what you had built. And Frank Vogel, it was all about, well, we're going to have defensive acumen. Not with this roster. And Russell Westbrook, we're going to bring him in, but you know what? We're not going to have the ball in his hands all the time. So what does he do? He can't shoot. So now he becomes, you know, a fifth guy just kind of standing around. And when he does finally get the ball, he wants to make everything happen and get you six points or three big assists in every possession, which turns into a mess. So that's where they're at uh, as we sit here with just weeks remaining in the regular season. Hey, coming up next as we flow through uh, a big Fox Sports Sunday with you here, uh, we're going to talk a a little bit of uh, the hyperbole in altercations because there was something that happened internationally. We've got to put a a focus on here to remember uh, all things being relative. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports. Sunday, Mike Harmon alongside Mark Willard. Thanks for being part of the extended family. Give it us a few minutes of your time this morning. If you missed any of the show, check out Fox Sports Weekends, the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you get your podcasts, look for Fox Sports Sunday, Willard and Harmon. Download it, give it five stars, give it to your friends. It's the the gift that keeps giving and you know what? It's free. It's free to you and free as a gift. It's better than George's Human Fund cards cuz there's actually a product associated with it. the gift Of the excellence of elocution. How's that? Is that enough selling? I love it. get in there and sell, sell, (laughs) sell. No question about it. Now, we talk a lot. Anytime there's a little bit of a a fracas on a football field or a basketball court here in the States, Mark, everybody gets up in arms, starts hand-wringing. We can't have the handshake line anymore. We can't do that. You saw a snub uh, in the North Carolina Duke handshake line by one of the Duke assistance. But, yep. you know, we have a little bit of pushing and shoving and everybody loses their mind. There was a situation in Liga MX between Queretaro and Atlas where nice 22 people got hurt and nine folks went to the hospital. Two guys in critical condition and the image that is being displayed across all social media is the guy standing out there with a lead pipe. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that's not, that's
1: where we got, man. I and mean, it's, and,
2: uh, right. And it's not Latrell Spreewell. At least wow, look house. At that. not to my knowledge. He does not look tall enough. Yeah. I, listen, I, first off, you're right. I mean, if you really want to know, if all fans of different sports started fighting with each other, I'll take the soccer fans for the win.
1: Oh, no. They're there's however, definitely winning that one. Uh, yeah. It's however, them and the
2: hockey fans in the uh, final round. I, I mean, here we are again with, you know, the the argument started because you rooted for one team and I rooted for the other. That's what started this. I don't know what to do about this. This is this is as old as life itself, it seems. Um, there 's no way to wax poetic about this and and uh, and, and say can 't we all just get along like it, it'll it 'll never be that way, but I just don 't get it i don 't get it for instance you know uh there, there, you know we've we 've mentioned it a couple of times my my daily show in the Bay Area is actually on the home of the Golden State warriors, and right now we 're doing a lot of like panic meter stuff like where 's your level of panic? The warriors have lost eight of ten where 's it's not actual panic. We're not going to die if the Warriors don't make the NBA finals. Like uh, or at least I hope that's not the way you look at it. Like I I th- this is my own thing. I get it. I I don't understand. I don't I've n- and I'm a diehard fan, Mike. I am not somebody who's sitting here being like, "Oh, it's sports, who cares?" I'm a diehard fan. I cry when my team wins a championship. But I've never understood going into the stands of games and getting into it with people on the opposite side to this level, even when alcohol is included, it is, it doesn't, it doesn't. And so you've gone there looking for trouble, right? Is really what it comes down to.
1: It's the human condition of what, for whatever reason you decided this is it. It's not the, it's not the game. Like the game is a nice excuse. I think generally you're just a bad person. And now well, you've, or, you're using you're the game a drunk as a person.
2: shield. Well, right. but or you're a drunk person, or somebody said the wrong thing to you at the wrong time. Like we all react differently, right? And 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 so your team is down. You immediately have that feeling like you're a little bit vulnerable in that moment because you're bummed or you're upset because they pulled the pitcher at the wrong time or their defense made a mistake there on the pitch or or, or whatever. And so and then somebody comes at you to rub salt in the wound. And and next thing you know, you're 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 acting outside of your own body. But it's just it's just bizarre to me. It's bizarre. Like I don't know. When I'm in a when I'm in a game and I see fans in my area who are rooting hard for the team that I hate, I almost I go the other way. Like I try to be real tongue in cheek and make make like light friends with them right away. Um, and just no, be it. like, it's good. it's Snark. all good. Like, you yes. root for them, I root for this. It's good. I hate you, but, like, we're going to keep it in, like, a fun way. Sort of a kind of – I just – I don't get it. I don't get that it get, that it leads to this. No, I'm with you on the snarky banter.
1: That's it. Smart-ass remarks back and forth. And there's that <laughs> level of respect. If it's a baseball game, that's established by the second inning. Right? It's as soon as Lando. there's an issue on the, the – well, but that's just it. Either snarky that or banter. you just kind of shrug right. and just be like, right. you know what? I'm just going to shut up, and especially if my kids are in tow, Dad becomes totally. uh, you know the antithesis of um, his uh, on-air <laughs> personality. There's no this question dude about
2: a, that. With a pole, are you kidding me? I yeah, mean, that's like you like someone could get killed
1: easily. No, and that's the thing, right? You got a couple of folks in critical condition. 63rd minute of the game, and it went from being down in the lower bowl and all the way through uh, the upper deck. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this one because I think some fallouts and. Uh, is going to be immense hey in, hiring heating up indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on indeed whose resumes jo- match your job description visit indeed.com slash credit coming up next are we ever going to get baseball where's my day baseball greetings welcome in final hour of the program here on a fox sports sunday mike Harmon alongside mark willard Having a blast with you here talking all things in the sporting universe. College Bucket's getting going. And our guy, Iowa Sam, Mark, I got to tell you, he is bouncing around the studio right now. Absolutely. With all these monitors here in in the studio, as you know, the wall uh, of monitors, including the fifth, the the TV that gets rolled in. Uh, So, like, we've got an overload as well as action in Syria A – on the pitch. So I got lots
2: of stuff, man. I got a lot of stuff rolling on a Sunday morning. Hey, y'all got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. I, I mean, nicely you guys done. Doing, you guys are doing, I, I know scared the heck out of you there for a minute, didn't I? Well, but anyway. there, there's always that moment
1: of pause of what was live, what was Memorex, what was real, what was imagined. And that's
2: part of the theater of the mind here on radio. Did, did hey. he say what I think he did? Hey, get, get ready because it's nine in the morning in the West. And this is what March is all about sports at nine in the morning, right? We're going to have March madness coming up pretty soon. We actually even have it today in, uh, in basketball, uh, the Brooklyn nets and Boston Celtics are going to get going here in an hour, but that's what Celtics, it's all about yo. when, you get, when you got nine in the morning action on a Thursday, um and you can find a way especially i mean work from home right the the the, the which is now like just Uh, this, this acronym, I mean, work from home. If you can do that in the day of March madness, where you can be on a zoom, but over the top of the zoom, it's Murray state taking on Duke or something like that in round two or round one. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So get ready for nine in the morning sports. No,
1: it's the beauty of it. Just like a college football season, right? You, you were primed for it. Now you've been away for it from it for a couple of months. And and now it's time to get flex those muscles again here on a Sunday morning. If you're coming to or from services, uh, please, uh, hopefully you said one or will say one for us uh, as we get about our day. Uh, whatever you're doing, we appreciate you taking a few minutes being part of the extended family here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's never lost on us. You're making the choice to come and hang out, uh, be entertained, informed, argue, debate, Shake your fist at your radio uh, and and choosing us to do so. So we appreciate that uh, and welcome in. I got to talk with Iowa Sam a little bit. Uh, we were opened the show with my my trip down to San Diego for the Garth Brooks show. San and, Diego and, and something I forgot to to po- pony up. Uh, you know the show itself once it started two great hours. But I, I was telling him about the merch table and the beauty of a concert T-shirt. Mark Willard. Mm-hmm. Only twenty-five
2: bucks. Hey. Okay. Right? I, I have the bought, I, basic I mean, t shirt was only twenty five bucks. I'm like, are you kidding? I haven't done a concert t shirt since college, but if you want to start making them available for a twenty dollar bill or or just a little bit more, I might um, you know, I might partake again someday. It's become um, it's
1: become kind of a thing. Like my daughters and I, we do a lot of live events and they weren't with yeah. me yesterday for this show. But they're like, ah, oh, what do the shirts look like? So I sent pictures like, yeah, I'll I'll take that one, and I'll take that one. When I went and saw Guns N' Roses, like, I want that one, and I got that. But one thing they did have on the table, though, which I'd never seen before, and I want to give them credit, they had the branded, city-specific Garth Brooks beer koozie.
2: Ooh. Like San Diego beer koozie? Yeah, so
1: it was a picture of him, like, where he's got his arms out, and he's – you know, looking at the crowd, you've got folks with their phones up, whatever. And it just said San Diego, you know, Garth Brooks stadium tour 2022 as the little logo at the bottom. And I'm like, that's actually, I like that. That's ingenious.
2: It is. And it was only five bucks. It was, it was a
1: thin, nice and easy. There you
2: go. And, and, and especially when it's San Diego, because uh, uh, God loves San Diego. Uh, There, there are a lot of different places to go in San Diego To drink. Oh, there's no question Um, about it. And so if you're going to have a koozie from a city in California, that's probably the one that I would choose.
1: Kind of a win. But you know what was interesting? And walking around, there was a a little bit of a a sadness in my heart for the people there walking into Petco Park. Because there were all the banners of the players (laughs) and a lot of signage of Fernando Tatis Jr., I and thought you I started were joking the, there. No.
2: I thought you were joking for a second when you went. I went into Petco and there were all the banners. Oh I'm no, like, no. you're making no, a no. funny, aren't you? Player banners. That was the joke. It, okay.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's all tongue in cheek. But, yeah. you know, the, all the expectations, the grandiose uh, proportions of what was the beginning of the 2021 season. And obviously the mm. fizzle, the Dodgers and everything else. But a Padres team that spent a lot of money. And that's one of the issues that remains at play as we're continuing in the lockout is that you've had the rumors of owners saying, hey, we want to break the union. You know, I must break you going mm-hmm. going into that kind of stuff. But it's a lot about playoffs and and how many teams are in some of the concessions. And we had the the Bob Nightingale Story that ILO uh, said that the Players Association is going to come back with their proposal later on today, and we'll see if that makes any uh, headway. I saw something about uh, Oz. Hey, you know, it's, it's all theater at this point, right? Hey, we met for 15 minutes. Why didn't you meet for three months? Why didn't you do any of that? I know there's deadlines, and it's like you're getting your kid to do an assignment that's due a week later. Ah, I got all week. And then all of a sudden it's Sunday night. Oh, I got to finish that assignment. It's like, yeah. Okay, same yeah, thing here.
2: The, 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 well, sort of same thing, except for what we, what's the one thing we all share with the term paper that we started at midnight the night before it was due? we actually turned it in on time. Most we of the actually, time, yeah. Right? Like, it, we, we, we actually did it. Um, you, you stayed up all night. You, you, you slept walk. You made your way. There was a paper I turned in once upon a time at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and I don't remember how I got to the classroom. No, I really good. don't. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm like, it's this vague sort of kind of memory uh, that I made it. There was a final, my psychology final, that I completely slept through. Alarm, just slept through the alarm. The, the final was at 8. I woke up at 8.30. I thought it went till 10. It turns out it only made it till 9. Yes, I woke up at 8.30 for a final that ended at 9, and I lived 10 minutes from campus. And yes, Mike, I made it. I finished the final. Scantron, hashtag. But anyway, point <laughs> being is the story for all of us is that we do procrastinate, but we made it they procrastinated and they didn't make it. And and spoiler alert, MLB is not going to accept no. <laughs> the proposal that, that the Players Association puts in front of them today. So I, I, I just think you've already got games canceled. Uh, it, it seems a foregone conclusion that more are going to get canceled. And while the owners are sitting here going, look, baseball's losing popularity. So we need to win this battle now because it won't be the financial cash cow 20 years from now that it is now. Well, there's one way to ensure that do what you're doing, do exactly what you're doing. Tick every fan off, send them to soccer. They all showed up in Charlotte for MLS. Seventy-five thousand. send them to soccer, send them to lacrosse, send them to UFC, do whatever you want to do. And you can have the greatest self-fulfilling prophecy Uh, of of all time so i they're gonna have a real hard attendance year well it's it's
1: amazing that you go down this path two years after the pandemic and look the tv money uh and and we know that's helping to rule much of all of this uh and, and how those contracts are structured you can say all right shortened season we're still getting our nut well the players want theirs Right, because the the fallacy, and I and I've heard a lot of people say, "Well, the owner's losing money." No, 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 they're making less money, but it becomes a calculated kind of decision in terms of the process and procedure. And when we talk about April dates and and attendance, and certainly in the Midwest and East Coast, as as you're trying to go through and trying to put a more or less a salary cap is what a lot of this comes down to, and in players. Fighting back, you know, and they could say the younger players, and they've always had the best union in terms of fighting. Now you have the NBA that would be alongside it, but they stay together, and and they're because there's still the process of getting to, and while you have your halves in terms of your 30 and 40 million dollar guys, the long road to get to that point is not lost on them, right? In football, it's so fractured between the undrafted free agent. Through the 45 million dollar a year quarterback i mean you've got like nine different layers of things and they're all fighting for different parts because the contracts aren't guaranteed right so there's so much in terms of battlegrounds to make that happen so when baseball gets to it you know it's the larger cohesiveness that stays and you're, you're trying to to get those wins for the long term but for Major League Baseball, you know, the short-sightedness is, barring another, uh, dare I say it, steroid era, what's, what's mm-hmm. bringing fans back, right? Because right. remember that, how everybody embraced guys looking like uh, guys from the DC and Marvel universes, and then those same guys who made millions off it suddenly started wagging their fingers going, this is all wrong. You sat there as cheerleaders on national games watching these guys that were 165 pounds, went away for an offseason, came back at 220 and ripped. And you, you thought nothing of it. Wow, what an offseason conditioning program he must have had. <laughs>
3: Sure. He got the super
2: serum from uh, Captain America. (laughs) What machine is it at the gym that made your head grow? Why? I'm I'm on the head machine over here and uh, we're (laughs) pumping iron. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, Andro is not walking through that door. And and so you've you've got to be really, really careful. And you said it. It's all a concept. When you hear teams, owners, billionaires, millionaires, whatever, anyone, the business that you work for, say, quote, we're losing money. No, you're not making money that you thought you were going to make. And uh, guess what? No one in the world feels sorry for you because raise your hand right now, anyone listening to our voices, raise your hand if over the last two years there was money that you thought you were going to make that you didn't make. Raise your hand. Okay, now that every single person listening to the sound of our voices has their hand up, including myself... Now you can put it back down and go, did you say I'm losing money or did you say, wow, um, I, I, I didn't get some money that I thought it was going to get. We got to figure out a new way. The bottom line for the owners is, and this is why I'm uh, you know, on no one's side here, but I'm really, 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 really not on the owner's side. The bottom line is whatever money they quote unquote give up. In this negotiation, they've got every power to get it right back with the way they behave after the signatures are on the dotted line. All they got to do is sign people the way they want to sign them. Offer contracts the way you want to offer them. You don't want to offer 10 years, $250 million to anyone anymore? Here's the thing. Don't. It, it, it's that simple. So they're going to make the money back. If they don't like what happens here in negotiations, they're going to take it out on players in free agency. So this money is going to be made either way. You might as well stop messing around with service time and minor leaguers and people who have no power the way that they're doing it now because everyone knows it's wrong and all it does is serve to anger your employees and good bosses are good bosses but don't anger their employees. So the, 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 the owners are sitting here fighting a battle that they've already won. It's like just make some concessions and get the game back on the field so that you don't tick off the consumers because that's the only real way. You want to know who has power here? It's not the players. It's us. We just don't go and don't watch. Don't buy your MLB
1: TV subscription. Don't buy the merch.
2: Right. That's how the game goes into the toilet, and that's what they're doing.
1: Don't buy another alternate jersey. Don't buy the retro jerseys. Don't put it, buy anything on the team store. I ain't like for that. no, well, that's it. All of a sudden, you don't start park. Pulling. Well, the parking parking's the thing, <laughs> man. Yep, my parking park. last night was almost as much as one of the tickets.
2: Frank Frank McCourt is still making money off your parking. No, that's right. Um, yep, yep. Yeah. Welcome to
1: L. A. Uh, how about this one though? let's let's end with one of the uh, proposals that's out there and and you and I were discussing this a little offline. Max Scherzer, right the eight-man executive committee, he wants a radical change to the playoffs where if we're going to 14 teams, you get the your spotted one if you're the higher seed, the ghost mm-hmm. win, as they call it.
2: Hate it. It's absurd. Couldn't hate it more. I love <laughs> I love thinking out of the box and there are some really interesting things that have been floated. I love the idea of after the one seed that gets a first round bye, the other teams are going to select their opponent. I, I know that there's some pushback to that. But if you think about 2022, social media, things that, you know, clickbait, if you will, things that will get people discussing generate it. interest. Yes, it's strategy. It's strategic and strategy is always something that can be second guessed. So it's very, very good for fans. It's good for media. It's good for discussion and buzz. That's a good idea. A ghost win if you will, uh, and for people who don't know what we're talking about, Scherzer is suggesting that the higher seeds in some cases for uh, like a five-game series or a seven-game series would start the series up one nothing. That's a ghost win and, and a way that, you know, you're, you're congratulating the team for having the better regular season. It's just a bad metric. It's a bad optic. It doesn't lead to any buzz. It doesn't lead to any strategy. What it does, though, is send a message that you're getting something for nothing. Um, you, 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 like playoffs, we want to watch you, 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 Max, you're, you're suggesting that, that a playoff game happens without it even happening. That's a bad optic and it's we, loss of lo- money and revenue, right? It's a, it's, it's a loss of money. It's a loss of revenue. It's a loss of fun. It's a loss of all of the reasons that we're here. <laughs> Correct. So, so uh, no, no, don't, don't start giving people something, uh, without it actually happening. No, nobody wants that.
1: Max Scherzer. Hey, you know, all ideas, uh, put them on the board and then we get to excise them here. On Sports Talk Radio. He's Mark Willard. Mark underscore T underscore Willard on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. I'm Mike Harmon. For those unaware, here at Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com credit. All right, one story that's gotten a lot of oxygen here in the NFL silly season as it's begun. Uh, We're going to add some more because we have to remind you, he's under contract, but it's fun fodder anyway. We'll do it next here on Fox. Welcome back in Fox Sports Radio. We get a lot of songs floating through. We're a musical kind of show here. Especially when Iowa Sam gets on the ones and twos. Hot round! We get into our Midwest roots sometimes here, Mark. So uh, I'll probably smoke some meat. We do that some too. It is a Sunday. Uh, if you got something going on the grill, hey, put it up on social at Swollen Dome. Inspire me uh, as I go to the market a little later. Yeah, and I said market. I went complete Midwest there. How you like that? <laughs> Mike Harmon, Mark Willard with you here on Fox
2: Sports Radio. You could, take, you could take the man out of the Midwest. I could take the Midwest out of the man. It's still home, man. It's, it's still know, the, the
1: sensibilities. I'm wearing you know, Bears gear, uh, as always, the White Bears. Sox cap. Well, you know, Eberflus. I mean, everybody did the, the Pearl Bears. Jam uh, remake of Eberflus once he got hired by the Bears. And so all the parody songs <laughs> started
2: flowing everywhere, right? Yeah, uh, I like it. It's a fun word to say. No, matter no, that's what you're
1: true. Talking. That's absolutely true. So what he can get from Justin Fields, huge. Because let's face it, there's questions in the division of what the quarterback foursome will look like if we were to set them on a golf course. Uh, here are your starters from the NFC North. Uh, he's the only guy right now uh, that really uh, you have 100% confidence. I guess Jared Goff would be in the two slot. And then questions of Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. Now, I still contend that they're both there uh, in their current homes, but it's made for a lot of uh, hot take nonsense and great takes uh, and certainly conversation, consternation, vexation, uh, and all those Asian words uh, related to Pat McAvee interviews and whatever else. <laughs>
2: I I mean, what an inverted pyramid that you just mentioned, too in terms of the division and who's most likely to be back as the quarterback of their team. It's almost like the opposite direction of what they've accomplished in the league. Justin Fields is over here as the one seed. He's the one you know for sure is back, even though he's only had, what, 10, 11 games in his career. Number two is Jared Goff, who the Lions are only keeping as their quarterback because they don't really have any other choice and they're in a flip-over type of a rebuild. And then there's Kirk Cousins, who you just... You know, you like that? Well, you like that, but you don't love that. Is I kind like of the problem it, but I his. don't love it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, that, like, that's the problem with his career, and so the Vikings, with, a, with an A-plus receiving core, at some point are going to want to do something different if they had that option. And then there's, of course... Aaron and and where that all goes and we know where it probably should go. Like Aaron will probably benefit from never wearing another jersey. The Packers certainly would want to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, but we, we're going through now this annual process of uh, let's play the leverage game. I'm gonna act like I could retire. Maybe I'll go somewhere else. I just I wonder when everyone's gonna get worn out. You know, like, I, I, I'm already there, and but I'm just oh, a I'm fan and you. a consumer. Like, Aaron Rodgers has overexposed himself this year. Pat McAfee, vaccine, I'm immunized, I'm retiring, I'm not, I'm going to do this again, I'm playing but I might play somewhere else, Devontae Adams, I'm going to put up Instagram posts, I have famous girlfriends, I'd like to thank them, I read a book, we broke up. Every four days, you're giving us something, and that's fine, you're a star, but something happened this year. Like, Aaron was always prickly, so there were people who liked him and didn't like him. Who likes Aaron right now? Do you know anybody that's like such a – oh, my gosh, I love that guy. Such no. a big Aaron fan. Everyone's like, dude, <laughs> you're really good, but you're wearing me out. Well, you hate the, you, you
1: don't hate the player, but you hate his game. Yeah. To steal from the traveling like, Wilburys. He's, he's
2: overexposed, commercialized. Well, it's just – Handle it's him it's with just, care. It's, it's one of these people, and we've all got these people in your life where you're like, I love you, but my I don't have 12 hours a day for you. You're not my child. I don't, like, I, 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 I'm worn out. I don't have time or the bandwidth to do this with you every day. And it feels like that. Maybe not every day, but every week this year, there was something Aaron related. I just don't, I, I don't have it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have room in my cup for this <laughs> much Aaron Rodgers. So it's like, dude, be a Packer or don't, but no more Instagram journeys, Okay. No, no. Look, I, I
1: enjoyed the 12-day cleanse. We went deep into it, uh, of all the particulars of it. Uh, we had some challenges, and, and they really never got off the ground uh, in terms of changing diet, exercise. Because part of it is you have to disappear from society for those 12 days too. And uh totally. Let's let's face it. Uh, who who can do that uh, unless you're an elite elite athlete who at this point hasn't had the you know, family thing and those time commitments. So like even Tom Brady, he's i like, mean, at five weeks, he's done. But right. for Aaron Rodgers, like <laughs> at some point, it's the someone in your circle, grab him and put him in a, in front of the mirror. And you don't have to do the Stewart Smalley, but you have to just put the logos of the teams in your division and recognizing that the path for you has been easier there than you're going to find anywhere else, right? Well, your path the path is there. And- You've been bum slaying since 2008. Great numbers, great regular season wins. He's got a Super Bowl. I take nothing from it. But you've taken advantage. If people are going to eviscerate Brady for all those years or Peyton Manning to a much lesser extent or Drew Brees to a much, much lesser extent, uh, I'm going to keep applying it, saying you're, you're the beneficiary of what is perennially a bad division to help you get to the playoffs. Why would you walk away from that?
2: This is a great point that a lot of people don't bring up because while they'll sit there and go, oh, the Broncos, this is leverage. Have you stopped? What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do if he goes to the AFC West? How do you think that's going to go? You're going to walk – and by, who, who – what's this team that's surrounding him with Denver that's so freaking scary? This receiving core, this offensive line, uh, this running back. I mean, I like their young running yeah, back. Yeah, Javante but, Williams mean, is going to be a, you know, a first-round nice, uh, first right. fantasy pick, sure. But but but, but you, you're going to go play Patrick Mahomes twice a year and Justin Herbert? That, that's your big grand plan? That's how you're going to get to the Super Bowl that Green Bay couldn't get to you rather than playing Jared Goff and Justin Fields twice a year. It's not a good plan, which is why I don't think it's his plan. Um, I'm sure that the the eyes on Denver and Tennessee and all of this, that's great. Hey, he bought real
1: Um, estate in Tennessee.
2: Good. I mean, (laughs) like... It's a good investment. Come on, people. Who the hell is not buying real estate? That's right. I'm thinking about it myself. Right. Everybody wants to be in Nashville now. It's like America's favorite city growing and all that. We saw what happened when the draft was there a couple of years ago. Everyone wants to go. I get it. But... The Packers is the place for him. It's the only thing that makes sense. Um, Playing some more is the only thing that makes sense. So until I believe there's actually a story here, you're just wearing me out. You're just wearing me out. And going on Pat McAfee's show again to tell me that there's nothing new, eh, it's (laughs) it's like watching Bob Nightingale's Twitter right now. Like I'm here for it, but you're telling me the same thing every day. There's nothing new.
1: No, it's good. You got people to tune in, though. So, I mean, it was value because yeah, people joked yeah. on it, including my oh, uh, weeknight <laughs> yeah, partner, Jason Smith, getting all excited, going, we're going to have a decision. I'm like, I-, I would string it out for as long as I could. Are you kidding me? Keep coming back in, and I'll tell you all about what I'm doing, what I'm reading, what I'm hanging out and doing. Because uh, you know what? You're going to come back. You know why? It's the NFL. And right now, as a two-time MVP, I hold the, uh, you know, a lot of – Teams' futures, fans' futures, and happiness in my hand. So when you've got that kind of leverage, why would you not? Why would you give it up earlier than
2: you have to? (laughs) You you don't hit a five-pick parlay very often, but here's mine. Here's my five-pick parlay, okay? Aaron Rodgers is a Packer. Russell Wilson is a Seahawk, Kirk Cousins is a Viking. Kyler Murray is a Cardinal. And Tom Brady is a quarterback. There's my (laughs) five-pick parlay for September 1st.
1: There you go. You got four. Now it's the... uh, because I agree with you on all four of those. The Kyler Murray situation is interesting. Why don't we, why don't we delve into that in a moment because I, I find it to be fun theater and guys getting contract extensions that made me uh, scratch uh, my, my large head because the Swollen Dome moniker came from not being able to fit in with the graphic on a video shoot. But we'll get into that in a minute. First, it's Isaac Lohenkron who's dominating over there at Isaac Lohenkron on Twitter. How are you, buddy?
0: Speaking of dominating Mike and Mark, Big South tournament championship game. The number one seed Longwood is dominating right now over the two seed Winthrop. 29 to 14 with five minutes and 15 seconds left to play in the first half by the way one interesting note about longwood we mentioned jerome kersey of course played there but you guys were talking we were talking about farmville that stupid facebook game of yesteryear earlier yeah longwood happens to be located in a town called farmville virginia But Longwood right now up big in the Big South Tournament Championship Game. Hey,
1: Uh, it's the United States. Did they sue for use of their you know town name or something? Probably because just trying to get a a couple of bucks. (laughs) That was such a crummy game.
0: (laughs) Murray, Murray. I mean, they they should have uh, they should have uh, sued for what? Uh, Character uh, defamation, defamation of character because it was linked to the Farm Bill game yesterday. Murray State becoming the first team to advance to the tournament with a victory in the Ohio Valley. Conference Tournament Championship game over Moorhead State, which is where Phil Sims played his college football. Murray State, by the way, on a 20-game winning streak. In Major League Baseball, Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported that the Major League Baseball Players Association will submit a comprehensive written proposal to the owners earlier this afternoon, early this afternoon in New York, meaning it'll be in the dumper covered in spilled martinis by 5 o'clock late this afternoon. Meanwhile, Jesse Rogers reports that Major League Baseball wants to institute a 14-second pitch clock with the bases empty and a 19-second pitch clock with runners on base. Gee, I'm sure that'll solve all of Major League Baseball's problems. <laughs> Finally, in the NBA on Saturday night, am I a little salty for uh, for a Sunday? LeBron James scored 56 points as his Los Angeles Lakers defeated the Golden State Warriors 124 to 116.
2: Our guys were following me off the floor tonight and going to the locker room. I asked me how does the feel to score 56? I said, right now I don't give a damn about the 56. I'm just happy we got a win.
0: Back to two guys we do give a damn about. That would be Mike and Mark.
1: You're too kind, Ilo. Add Isaac Lohenkron over on Twitter. You go have a, a dominant Sunday with the family. Without a martini, I think. Why? Eh, good it's point. more fun. Good point. Man.
2: Isaac Lohenkron.
1: Exactly. All right, Mike Harmon, Mark Willard with you here. Fox Sports Sunday here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, and, Mark, we, you mentioned Kyler Murray, right, and putting him on your list of, you know, five picks. It was almost like you were getting into the gambling side of things. You know, we'll just almost make some, like that. Yeah, we'll make some random almost picks like that, yeah. Like, yeah. along the way <laughs> just because you have to. You have to. Against the spread and and not and you know bold predictions and whatever. But one yeah, of the yeah. the guys you, you include Kyler Murray and and it was the interesting part of you know Larry Fitzgerald's dad calling him spoiled. Like okay, a lot a lot of athletes that were number one picks and whatever. Yeah, they're spoiled. And the, the what it what it, what does that mean on a larger scale? Larry Fitzgerald was responding on Twitter. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, the uh, not yet retired former wide receiver doing his podcast, whatever else he responded to a guy on Twitter because the rumors were starting as like, well, he's, he left because of Kyler It's like, yeah, I, ne- I never le- I had an issue with a teammate in 30 years of organized sports. So uh, look elsewhere for that. So felt compelled to jump in, but they extend time. They extend Kingsbury. Now, in theory, Kingsbury, you would think would have been on the hot seat given another second half collapse. I know DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there. I know you have some injuries. Now you have to make a decision and, and fight off would-be contenders for Christian Kirk. He's going to be one of the interesting guys in free agency to watch. But for Kyler Murray, I, I just give this one piece of advice. You have two years left on the contract. Why am I paying you before I have to at this point well, right with, uh. and, with the second half of seasons that he's had? Now, I, I can argue that both Kyman and, and Kingsbury, I don't generally call for folks jobs, but, you know, in the context of, all right, why are they getting contract extensions? I have no idea. But <laughs> we have Kyler Murray. You don't have to extend him yet. So no. why why would you do that when there's still some questions about durability
2: and advancement? The leverage that Kyler has is that in the NFL, when you have, even if you just want to call it a B or a B-plus quarterback, you're, you're usually stuck in terms of, okay, if we, if we don't re-sign this guy, like Dallas just went through this with Dak, and I think Dak is, is so far proven actually to be more effective than, than Kyler Murray. Um, but same thing, like not a guy who has threatened to win a Super Bowl, but what are you going to do? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you give him $40 million a year or do you look elsewhere and potentially go into the 20-year doldrums of we can't find a quarterback? You leave the so Bears and Jets alone. Thank you very much. You know. So that, that, that's Kyler's leverage and that's fine. He's kind of a playoff quarterback. Like, I don't know if this year did that count. You showed up on a Monday night and got torched and, and you were awful in the second half of the season. But, okay, you made the playoffs. You won more games than you lost. And you're a big name, and so we're probably going to resign you. But do that in an easy way. Make it easy for the other team to, uh, to come your way and sign you to a contract. Don't have your agent start using all caps font and, and write, a, write a, a, a letter that sounds and reads like a children's book.
1: Well, but the funny thing is he's the agent for Kingsbury, too. So, like, right? So, that—that's the play in all of this. That, like, all right, you look like (laughs) an idiot, and then they signed your coach.
2: Like, what are we doing here? What What are we doing here? Is is a great question, and it's way too early. And the timing of the whole thing was off. Like, I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with the Arizona Cardinals, but over the last month and a half. Uh, Everyone that we respect has whispered about leadership issues with Kyler Mm -hmm. Murray, and uh, his agent has acted like a baby, too. And so it's too early for this. The timing was wrong. The execution was wrong. If I'm the Cardinals, I don't want to go somewhere else for a quarterback, but you're starting to make me think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the the play, and to your point, when you have the guy, and that was the thing in Dallas, right? For Dak, they may have had some belief, but it was – Convince me, and so they didn't pay him right away. And like, "Oh, it's a mistake. And even now, his con- Dax contract of last year is now being cited as well. Look at all the problems they're having with the cap. It's like, no, that means they also spent may have spent badly elsewhere. You don't just take the contract because the quarterback, the market is what it is. If you decided you wanted to wait, fine. You you made that decision, and so with Kyler Murray, same thing. It might cost you a little bit more, but don't you want to be sure? that he's the guy that's taking you not just to A to B because otherwise now you're hamstrung for multiple years with the guy that might not be able to get you that last leg.
2: Especially as a mobile quarterback, which already scares people, like he runs a lot. Uh, so there's a physical aspect of this too. Can you imagine if the Cardinals sign him to a massive extension? He goes out in week two and just RG threes all over the place. I mean, like that—that that it's it's scary for teams. So this whole thing just felt way too early. Um, if you really wanted the leverage, go out next year, start the year three and zero. And 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 then freak out, and then people will really be on your side. But you're writing a letter to a fan base that doesn't really exist in the first place, and you're doing it in the midst of massive discussions about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady, who are all wildly more accomplished than you. So it's just it's just just a weird. The, the whole thing felt like a misguided effort.
1: Just to get into the news, more or less. Hey, I want my name out there as well. Uh, Lots of quarterbacks just looking for attention. Uh, Just walk coast to coast, giving them all hugs. He's Mark Willard. I'm Mike Harmon. Hey, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas. You're home for live sports, and that means all sports. Every game, match, race, and competition. It is always on. Now go, plan your trip, visit LasVegas.com to see the best and brightest in Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. And you know what else you could do? This April. 28th through the 30th Vegas hosting the 2022 draft an event that'll be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver and the best part is now through March 13th we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and excitement that's right you and lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend April 28th through 30th sponsored by the Las Vegas convention and visitors authority The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. So enter and get the rules. Go to foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com. Get your chance to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Coming up next, we're going to end as we began talking college buckets and the story that probably should have been bigger. He's Mark, I'm Mike, and this is Fox Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back in. It's Fox Sports Sunday here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 10 minutes from now, you got Steve Hartman, Rich Hornberger, taking the end of the day, all the college buckets, final day of the regular season. And that's where we go, college buckets, Mark Willard. Thanks for hanging out this morning. Good to reunited. Feels so good. We were trying to do the math of how long it's been. You know what? It seems like just minutes, right? It goes away really quickly as soon as you crack the microphone.
2: I uh, yes, it's, it goes away as soon as that. But uh, but prior to that, Mike, uh, I, I I missed you. I missed oh, you. It feels God. like ages. It feels like ages since we've been able to uh, gather around a box of donuts and yeah. uh, and just be ridiculous on a uh, on a Sunday morning. Now, so, obviously,
1: um, we're doing it virtually. You're up in the uh, Bay Area where folks yes, can hear you during the week, and then yes, wrangling kids and teaching. That's and, true, and all that you do.
2: But speaking of wrangling kids, uh my daughter asked last night, "Is beautiful Saturday night, Dad, can we bake something? Yeah. And uh, you know, in the in the pandemic, the the answer is yeah, uh we can. Uh we just happen to have some banana bread right here. So we baked the banana bread to perfection. Nicely done. And uh even though uh we don't have donuts right now, Mike. No, okay. uh, I, in your honor, uh I did just have a piece of banana bread. No, Ooh, I appreciate so, that. That is good. Yeah.
1: Uh Iowa good. Sam brought in uh, some some little chocolate croissants. Uh, that helped fuel things, and you know okay. we did we we did miss the pink box today. Uh, is really the the reference to ILO bad. is normally the the historic of weight. there's donuts to try to make sure he can box out and get those elbows up, and he's lean and mean, so those are some uh, some rough rigid elbows that have some sharp corners, so he can get after. Right. Them. But I mean, it's the final day of the regular season, right? We got uh, some big games still to play out. But yesterday we watched UNC take down Duke in the. Final regular season game of of Coach K's run, and now we wait for tournament and more tournament, and it's not like basketball's finishing. In in many ways, for the American society as a whole, it's now like a brand-new toy. Football went away except for the silly season stuff. You got the combine, fine. Baseball decided they're not giving me day baseball and spring training, so they can beat it. Uh, The NBA, we pay attention to and always uh, in. The NHL, folks are in, and soccer as it is, But when we look at March Madness... I think it's the unofficial hey it the calendar turned to march so now i pay attention in college basketball matters
2: it, well, exactly right i mean we've got uh, we've got a ton of championship games championship semifinals all of that it is uh, it's homework it's just a little assignment uh, once a year we all like to pretend like we're back in school mike and we allow somebody to give us homework uh because when we get those brackets you've gotta act like you know what you're t- oh this 13 13- seed loyola of maryland and you have to love it you got to sell it in the office place and so uh in order to do that you're gonna have to at least i don't know know their mascot or something that always helps so sure yeah so this is homework this is homework this week color schemes and
1: uh mascots maybe a coach maybe a player or two and certainly we all pay attention to that on radio but let's face it uh, if it there's not something huge and a huge performance or a huge game like yesterday's, it kind of falls to the wayside. The other stuff, might, you got to play the hits, my man. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's Mark Willard. I'm Mike. Good Martin. reference. There good you go. It reference. has been Fox Sports Sunday here, Fox Sports Radio. Stay tuned. Rich and Steve coming up. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Thanks so much.